Now, Eric Bischoff may have made the main event at SummerSlam, Triple H versus Goldberg. No disqualification for the world title. Now, I can't change that match, but I can damn sure add to it. Uh-oh. So this year, at SummerSlam, your main event will be Triple H versus Goldberg. No disqualification. World title. But also in this same match will be Chris Jericho. What? Kevin Nash. What? Randy Orton. And Shawn Michaels. Because the main event, the world title, will be defended at SummerSlam in an elimination chamber. Oh my God, it's an elimination chamber! Now beat the hell out of each other. Wait a minute, did you hear that, Coach? I heard it, but I still can't believe it. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. A brand that smells fear, I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smelled I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success, stress us. I want it all, no less. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 29 of the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us, Jamie Noble, the porno. As today it's time to saunter towards the biggest party of the summer as we build towards SummerSlam 2003 with the episodes of Raw and Smackdown. As always, I'm your host Dave Burnham and joining me is the big sexy himself, Michael Rag. Good afternoon. Good Are we ready to saunter towards SummerSlam? I am. If it's anything like Vengeance, I'm looking forward to it. If it's anything like Vengeance, it'll be shit hot. But my God, it's been a weird build. We've had a lot of Very focus weird. around the McMahons and Bischoff and Kane. A lot of authority figures. A lot of stuff involved. that's not really involved on the pay-per-view. As we'll get a lot, lot further down the episode when we finally discuss the card for the for the pay-per-view itself. Um, there's so much focus on Kane, but yeah, on the card itself, Kane's it's going to be in the middle of the pay-per-view. Yeah. It's not going to be. It felt not- like. It felt like how they was treating Kane was Kane was in the main event. He should have been, instead of the other big sexy, maybe. Oh, definitely. Fucking 100% definitely. But he was too focused with his long list of fucking McMahons and authority figures he needed to wipe his way through. So let's approach then, Mike, the first episode since Vengeance. Um, obviously, last time we were at Raw, uh, we had Kane put a whooping on Linda. Goldberg came face to face with Triple H for the first time. Jericho and Michaels had the WrestleMania rematch that we've all been wanting, and it kind of fizzled. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. And, um, and Rosie obviously became shit. Um, so, what are you expecting and hoping to get out of the next four weeks of Raw? And it is nice to have four, isn't it? It's a solid instead month of, what, instead of seven? fucking six or seven or whatever. Um, yeah, what are you hoping to get out of Raw um, as we as we saunter towards SummerSlam? Oh, I see uh, our new superheroes take tag titles. From the French Belens. That'd be nice. That would be a good thing to see. Yeah. We don't get that. Yeah. <laughs> Goldberg versus Triple H 101. It'd be nice to see. But. Well. Now, did you see the uh, SummerSlam promo um, press conference that they did? I did. Uh, so you had Triple H looking very like of a crossbreed between 
old-fashioned Ric Flair and modern-day Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like clean-shaven Triple H with that yeah. big bouffant hair he has going on. Either cover it in water and grow a beard, because Triple H looks best when he's just come out of the shower, stuck his wrestling gear on, and my time's just hit on the time, Tron. Yeah. Yeah, because it was so wet, his hair. Um, but this, when it's not wet, when it's all... It's very 80s, it's very Four Horsemen. Very flair. It's very flair. Um, and obviously, That's what evolution is, it's Triple H of course wanting it to be flair. Of course it is. Uh, well, I think it, it, and that, and it's also, I think it's flair wanting to relive his youth again. Yeah. And he's got people that want to do it as well. So I think it all works together. And for, I, don't, I love evolution anyway, evolution's yeah. brilliant. Evolution's brilliant. Um, but obviously at the press conference, at the uh, SummerSlam press conference, Eric Bischoff announced at SummerSlam, for the world title, we're going to get Goldberg against Triple H. Everybody to the SummerSlam press conference this morning. We'd like to thank all the members of the media and, of course, all of our great fans who never disappoint. So, without further ado, please welcome Eric Bischoff. SummerSlam is going to be a jointly produced and promoted WWE pay-per-view combining the finest Raw brand talent with SmackDown talent. Ladies and gentlemen, at SummerSlam, the Raw main event will feature the World Heavyweight Champion, Triple H, defending his title when he faces Goldberg. Bill Goldberg, the fastest rising superstar ever in the history of our business. Well, Goldberg, here I am the man. And Goldberg, when it's said and done, you will realize there is only one diamond in this business. And baby, you're looking at him. You talk about being the top of the food chain, brother. You're looking at the top of the food chain. The past is the past. I'm here for the future, and I am the future. Because like I said on Raw, your ass I'll go for that. Yeah. He's already wiped through Booker T, Goldberg, Ke uh, Goldberg. He's already wiped through Booker T, Scott Steiner, Kevin Nash. We can put Michaels. It. Michaels. We Rob Van Dam Kane. Let's just stick another one on the top of the hat pile. Goldberg. Phew, we can get rid of him. No danger. So let's move on then. The first episode of Raw. It's the 28th of July. Uh, we are live from Colorado Springs. Your hosts are the coach and Jerry King Lawler. So JR is still selling his whooping from Kane. Uh, first JR. And then Linda, Vince is fucked tonight. Because yeah. as he made the announcement at Vengeance last night, he's going to be here tonight because he wants to have a word with Kane because it's all alright, it's fine. If I'm the one that's upsetting him and hurting my wife, if anybody else tries to do it, Vince is an angry son of a bitch. And tonight, Kane's it's coming. Obviously in it. Yeah, that's it. Vince, he comes out to talk about the Linda situation. It looks like he's just come back off holiday. He does, right. I'm sorry, he's wearing a pink salmon shirt and grey flannel trousers. He look, he, he do, that's not fighting gear. That's not Vince McMahon, I'm coming out to put a whooping on someone. That's let's, let's go out and grab a couple of sangrias. He says later tonight he'll confront Kane and all hell will break loose. And that's a guarantee. Our first match of the night. <sighs> Booker T and Scott Steiner versus Test and Christian. I thought we were done with this. <laughs> only four wrestlers in Rose Midcard. <laughs> so Why not Booker T versus Test so for the got, IC title? We've got the douchebag twins uh, of Test and Christian, and I do like frat boy knobheads, Test and yeah. Christian, and we were saying put them together, that would be quite cool. Against WCW's main event of the days it closed its doors, 
Booker T's got Steiner. I did like uh, the King's line about Stacey. Let's make the word of the day legs. Yeah. Let's spread the word. Let's spread the word. It's the Fucking, best line King yeah. makes. Let's all episode. the word. All month even. Uh, the match finishes with an axe kick from Booker to Christian around 11 minutes. Um, four minutes of that was adverts. Uh, it was like, this. why have such a long segment to kick off the show? Well, the first match kick off the show. To have it to go that long, but it's not really that long. It's, it was only literally like six, seven minutes. And yeah. these guys, they keep pumping them together and they have bad matches. The only one real wrestler out of that whole lot is, at this minute in time, is Booker T. Yeah. Like, even Christian, I still see Christian in 2003 as Christian and Edge, as a tag team wrestler. He's slowly trying, moving away from that. He's trying to find his... I think he was slowly finding the gimmick with the wannabe rock, sort of. The, with the, the pe- new people. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, as a wrestler, I still don't kind of see it from Christian. You kind of only see, still from Christian, the moves he delivered when he was part of Edge and Christian. I don't think yeah. he's brought. I don't think he's broadened his horizons much. We've not seen that not element. Yet. The character's grown. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the character's grown leaps and bounds. But the actual wrestling in ring, you don't see much of it. And Stein is obviously Stein. And Test is is my boy. But we all know he's shit. Uh, and yeah. So why do they keep pumping these four together? We get a video package of the Triple H Goldberg announcement um, that Alan and Bill are going to go one on one at SummerSlam. And our next match, uh, finally, wearing your trunks at all times pays off because old Stephen Richards the master of the right to censor that those were the I used to fucking love the right to censor they were a great I faction. was so yeah they, great it was fucking bro that was some of Vince Russell's best work if it was, was it, I'm sure Russell was responsible for them I'm sure it was it was around the uh, no, it was, was it after it Russell it was towards was it? the end of the afternoon oh, was it? Oh, so, oh yeah true so yeah Russell must have already gone but whoever was behind it, it was a fucking great gimmick. Um, uh, Stephen Richard, yeah, so he's out in his pink pants. He finally gets a match, but it's against Goldberg. And yeah, I, I blinked and I missed They're booking Goldberg like they should have booked him six months ago. This is how you book him. We had a spine buster. No, sorry, my bad. We had a press slam. We had a spine buster. We had a spear. We had a jackham- jackhammer. Goodbye, Mr. Richards. Uh, around one minute and ten. That's how uh, you book Goldberg when he's not fighting your Triple H's. Yeah. yeah. This is what concerns me about Goldberg is that... Him and The Rock, they went for a, it was a, a decent length of, of match. It wasn't that particularly long. But if they're going to go Triple H and Goldberg in the main event at SummerSlam, that's going to be a long... They're going to at least pump 20 minutes into it. Yeah, they are. What's, can Goldberg go 20 minutes? Because Triple H is usually yeah. the one that... He's the heel. He plays the heel, so he plays the aggressor. Are we going to see Goldberg sell for 10, 12 minutes before he does the, 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 the big comeback? That's what we was with. Yeah. Um, always going to be a my belt did you notice uh, they're now using the exact WCW theme they, they are in the network now yeah are they um, they were a change um, to begin when Goldberg first came it wasn't the exact uh, no it was like a remix the yeah, they're using the exact film. but why not I don't understand why you, you own it you bought it You when it all I imagine when they bought WCW that all comes together yeah it all come in the bag I just think they just didn't look it's to like the bottom it's like using his old team no, no, definitely. He, they they changed that so many times. Yeah, they changed it so many times. This is what annoys me that Flair comes out to a singles match to Evolution's yeah. team. It really annoys me. Just because Alan's yeah, managing him. It really annoys me. It's like, it's my team. Nobody else's. Uh, we get uh, Triple H though he interrupts after the match and makes fun of Goldberg's lack of opposition. Uh, but Bischoff makes Goldberg for Flair for next week in Vancouver. Um, Goldberg really sucks on the mic. Yeah. Very... 
awesome win against Stevie Richards. And let's face it, Stevie Richards is a hell of a competitor. But Goldberg, he's not the world heavyweight champion, is he? No, he's not. You see, hype himself by being the silent killer so that's what he were back in the day in WCW he'd come out beat up win his match fuck off it were ages before you heard him open his mouth and speak and I think all he, all he said was you're next you're next that's all he needs to say or who's next that's all he needs to say up next no matter you're next up next the jobber to the stars against the jobber to the mid card because I think this completely sums up that the Rico gimmick is dead yeah they've only tried it a couple of weeks as gayer than gay Rico, 
But him to lose to Valvinus, who all he's done since he returned under the Valvinus gimmick is to lose, that's done for Rico now. Absolutely yeah. done. I, don't, I have no idea what is left for Rico. Uh, the money shot finishes around five yeah, I minutes. I didn't really expect him to win either because I thought they'd be trying to build Rico a bit more. I did. Especially with interference from Jackie. I did. I, I, you were in that outfit, it looked like she was ready to give a tip rank. Oh, Jackie is a, is a very attractive woman. Very attractive woman. We go backstage and the van carrying Kane arrives as he continues to be under house arrest and yet flown around the country at the expense of the taxpayer so that he can beat up more innocent bystanders. That's not house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought, instead of having the shutters slowly come up, because they came up very slow, yeah. but instead of having the van reverse in, why not have the shutters come up, Kane's just stood there and all Garzius knocked out. Oh, so you already wiped them all out? Yeah. Yeah. Build Kane as a big monster yeah. more. Yeah. Well, it was like when... Um, and what was it on Raw not long ago with Reigns and Strowman when they had the ambulance thing? Yeah. And Strowman just poof, bust out the doors and he's like, Aah! and everyone's all with him and that. It's like, that was, it's not, there was no slow creep out of the doors or anything. But I do like how Kane all in shackles and they are trying to add that demonic aspect yeah. that he needs to be controlled. And But they tried that in a couple of years with Heidenreich and look where that happened. God, I can't wait for Adam Rogue. I loved him and his poetry. That was so fucking... Something so awe-inspiring Could you imagine watching. you fully committed to the gimmick they wanted to give? They so should have. They so the should have. Nazi. They so should have. It would have been amazing. Uh, Chris Jericho, though, he joins, and he mentions Sean tapping out for the first time last week. Um, now, I have an issue for this, because he said Sean's never tapped out before. Now, he already submitted to Bret Hart's versus 92, but that was a submission... So, fair enough, he didn't tap. Because Ken Shamrock brought the tapping aspect in. I mean, before it was just the submit. But he also tapped to Shamrock outside of a match. In their feud at, like, fucking Beware of the Dog 97 or something like that. So, what Jericho basically was trying to say was that last week was the first time that Shawn Michaels physically tapped rather than submitting within a singles match. But he didn't. He said last week Shawn Michaels was the first time he'd ever tapped. Tonight's guest on the Highlight Reel is Randy Orton. And he relates Evolution's love for the show on behalf of the group. And they give him a t- and gives Jericho a t-shirt. I'm like, yes, put Jericho in Evolution. Yeah. That'd work. You've, you've worked so close together for ages. Why not have him as this fourth man? Because they're still... Batista's still fucking... Please don't get injured again, Dave, while you're trying to recover. And the Jindak thing's obviously come and gone. That was just dodgy Del- Dave Meltzer with his bullshit. But it weren't really bullshit because they did film that. Yeah, but I still, I'm sorry, I still think it's bullshit. It never happened. So I don't know why they recorded the video. I would have been happy to go with Jindrak. I think he's he's very much like the Batista mold. But Batista's got a bit more of a personality. Yeah. It's quite bland was Jindrak from back in the day. Uh, Jericho delivers for me personally the line of the whole show. He refers to Shawn Michaels as the heartbroken joke. (laughs) It's a brilliant line. I'm kind of getting bored and I knew it had bore me straight away because Randy Orton doesn't change on the microphone. It doesn't get any better, really. It just goes downhill. But I'm kind of getting bored of listening on Randy Orton telling everybody how cool he is. Let's see it in the ring. We, we asked for this in the last time we covered the Royal Smackdowns where we're having, mixed hang, uh, we're having six mans where Randy Orton wasn't getting the win. It was like, we'll push Randy Orton as the new star, as the next one, but I don't want him on the mic. I'd rather listen to Triple H or Ric Flair big up how Randy Orton is yeah. and then see Randy Orton in the ring 
doing his stuff and then saying, well, Flair and Triple H are right. I'm sick of hearing Randy Orton come out for these nonsense promos week after week. And Let's this and that. Get involved within a storyline with somebody. Let's see you at SummerSlam. Well, getting involved in this one because this, this is the first time he refers to himself as the legend killer. I yeah. Believe. Shawn Michaels then comes out. Shawn Michaels says you had a nickel for every time someone wanted to kill his career, he'd be a millionaire. And in fact, he is a millionaire. So I guess lots of people have said it. Sean wants another shot at Jericho, but Jericho just feels pity for him. Orton then attacks instead and Sean gets beaten down until Big Sexy walks out to make the slowest save ever. Can't like, move fast, can't it was, Yeah, but it was like that slow that the crowd popped for the save. Then literally like 15 seconds later, he finally made it out. Uh, Jericho like kind of had to stop what he was doing to make sure that he didn't overdo it too much until Nash got there. It's like, oh, Big Sexy's getting pushed back into the main event again. I could cope. With 2003 Kevin Nash in the mid-card, fating with Test. Looking after Trisha's honour, defending Trisha's honour. But we're pumping him back up there again. He's now The two dudes of attitude are going to ride once more for another month. We had that last month. We don't, yeah. we don't need to see it all the time. It was even for a full month. No. But Kevin Nash, he says that he wants Jericho, and he wants him right now. So up next, it is Kevin Nash versus Jericho. The match finally finishes with Jericho. He goes low for the DQ at around four and a half minutes. Jericho then grabs a chair, but Nash lays him out and hammers away. Um, you just kind of knew that Sean wasn't going to tap without Jericho getting destroyed and made into Nash's bitch. That must have been Michael's deal. He's like, yeah, I'll lose to you. No problem. We'll go over clean. But next week. Just next week. Vince, remember 96 when we used to run the show? Well, me and Big Kev, we've got an idea. Um, but yeah, Kevin Nash. Coach, he keeps trying, and he tried again, to put over the big nasty phrase. Yeah. Now, can you remember when it was supposed to be Big Show's name back yeah. when it first started and they were calling him Big Nasty Paul White? They realised it didn't work then because it sounds not, a bit retarded. It's not going to work Stop then. trying it now. Big Nasty Kevin Nash. It's worse what they start calling Brock Lesnar. What, the, the fucking monster. monster? Oh no, there's a better one later. Uh, towards the end of this episode, I don't know if you picked up on it, Vince called Kane the monster. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're nothing but a monster. Well, that sounds bad. It's like... A fucking what? Like somebody swallowed a thesaurus somewhere in back. Well, a monster. A monster. Do you remember that show? I do. I do. <laughs> we go backstage and Hurricane keeps training Rosie as the crowd pops for the opening of the van. Um, we literally get the opening of the van and then it fucks off to the next bit. Yeah. Like they're build this is like they're, they're building up Kane coming. This is the third bit. We've seen it reverse. We've seen the doors open. So I imagine the next segment will be, here's Mr. Kane. But why? why does it need all this stuff? Why does it need all these segments focused on the reversing of a fucking van? It's just like tease jerk. Yeah. Up next, Raw Tag Tiles. Bellens against Garrison Kidd and Mark Jindrak. Uh, Le Flappy Jack finishes at around 8 minutes and 31. Um, no one cared. I, I mean, seriously, like it was 8 minutes of... I don't know if you picked... The crowd was flat as fuck. Yeah. They were really flat as fuck. It was like... I mean, I heard a pop for when Jindrak hit that drop kick because he got some good height on that and that clothesline he does off top rope. I think there was that pop and there was when the Dudleys ran in at the end. Yeah. Um, obviously, but again... The I'm a bit concerned that the shit shows are kind of their gimmicks running its course already because there is... How far can you run the We Hate America unless you've got a line of wrestlers that are Mr. America's to fight against. So like a Jack Swagger, a Hacksaw Jim Duggan, a Mr. America, a Kurt Angle, a Pe- Cena. the Patriot. 
Do you know what I mean? Unless you've got a long line of these guys, there's only so far you can drag the we hate America, we're foreign sympathizers gimmick. Look how many foreign gimmicks we've had. I start way back in the 80s where one in two tag teams was some foreign gimmick. We had Russians, we had French joining. French Canadians. Yeah. Canadians. Yeah, but it's... it's like, I do worry. But does this now lead to Dudley's and Bell ends at SummerSlam? Obviously. Obviously. Uh, that's what it looks like. This is what... Are they losing titles, maybe? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Fucking definitely maybe not. Meanwhile, it's time for Kane to come out of his cage. Uh, the guards are so badass that even the tasers have laser sights on them. Well, Bischoff says, keep your lasers. Hey, I did not see any lasers on them tasers. I didn't. But <laughs> it, 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 the tasers do make me chuckle. It does, it, I can understand why they've used the tasers, because it does kind of add that little bit more of a, a scary element yeah. around the, the demeanour of Kane and stuff. But fucking tasers. Um, but obviously, they need tasers, because in case Kane bolts really fast and they need the accuracy, um, you never know. Or maybe just like, like all the cops in Colorado are really bad shots because they were like standing inches away from Kane up next the women's title Gail Kim versus Molly Holly the Molly go round gets the victory for Molly Holly and even the... though King said Molly's going up top that's not usual for her yeah that, even though it's a finisher even though that's her finisher he's going up top and it is a mean finisher actually by the way I used to always love if I was on Smackdown 2 I think it was yeah, SmackDown 2, a creator wrestler, the Molly Go Round was always part of the arsenal. It was a great finisher. It's like she made it cool before Rey Mysterio made it cool. Yeah. But that was the only part of the Lucha Libre Molly Holly that we ever had. Um, but yeah, the Gail Kim failure. It ends in three minutes. It, it, she came, she battle royaled, she conquered, she slept, she came back and lost. And head scissors. Lots of head scissors. And arm drags. And arm drags. But Molly Holly, she's one of the she has, for me personally, one one of the greatest um, women's wrestlers in an era when women's wrestling wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't if she, a thing. she was going now, she'd be Oh, she'd be brilliant now. Oh, she'd be brilliant now. Can you imagine Molly Holly in a prime against Charlotte? Molly Holly in a prime against Becky Lynch? Yeah. Oh, some of their matches would be amazing. So it's time for a main event. It's a main event interview sort of week. As Vince, in his summer gear, he comes out and calls out Kane. Um, the police unchain Kane on Vince's word. How does that work? Like Vince is the law. I am the law. Damn it. Yeah. And he yells at Kane. Vince, I love how all cocky he is because he's all, Vince is, uh, Kane's all shackled up. He's like, it'd be too easy now to beat you when you're all shackled up. Take the shackles off. He's like, come on. I, go on, Vinny. But he's like, take your shackles off. I'll take you. He's wound up. He's in his summer gear. He's had his tequilas. He's wound well, up. Well, he's wanted to take a study. He didn't one last night, did he? <laughs> yeah. I love how the camera it went to the back of Kane and showed one of the coppers with the fucking taser. It was like an inch away from Kane. If he actually shoots Kane with that taser, that's he's going down. Fucking hurt. <laughs> he's so close. Like, the seriously. He's himself. It's ridiculous. Um, Vince, he dismisses all the officers. So Vince definitely is the law. He's like the governor, poli chief of fucking police, Vince McMahon. Um, who the hell do you think you are pal driving my wife into a steel stage? Who the hell do you think you are putting your hands on anyone with the last name McMahon without my permission? It's like, if anyone's going to put a whooping on my family, it's going to be me. I look at my cane, <laughs> just think chokes on him right there. I know. I like how Kane was kind of, the little facial expression from Kane is brilliant. He's been hiding behind a mask for far too long. I'm sorry, I weren't a fan. I contradict myself every fucking episode on this shit. I weren't a fan last time. I am a fan now because Kane's facial expressions are better than Stephanie's. Yeah. And Stephanie's are fucking 
brilliant. I love Stephanie's. Well, like his little smiles and his winks and his laughs. I love Kane. Vince Owen gets all intense and calls Kane a monster. Uh, Austin Owen interrupts to announce that he's going to stay on as GM. But since Linda said he can't attack people unprovoked, he wants to be provoked. <laughs> when he came out, though, that was the loudest pop oh, of the month. It always is for Austin. They love to see Austin. I think we've said when it mentioned... It's because we can't see him wrestle. We, that's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. We've mentioned it numerous times. Everyone still sees... what Everyone is begging for that Austin retirement match. They want that one more match. Did you notice, though, that the second that he came out saying he wanted to be revoked, Vince was straight out of there? Yeah. You didn't see him leave, but you saw all the ropes shake. You knew Vince were gone. He's like, I'm provoking Austin. It's not 1999 no more. I can't take that shit no more. I've not got boss man Ken Shamrock and Midian to fight Big the corner. Big shows on Smackdown. Big yeah. shows on Smackdown. I'm fucked. Austin, though, he turns to Kane. Provoke me, Kane. Do something to me. Touch me. Hit me. S do something. Look at me. You you with your stupid towel, your black and red trunks. That's supposed to scare me. Do something. Provoke me, you stupid son of a bitch. Do something, you yellow bastard. I double dare you. Put a finger on me. Take your best shot. He's like, I give you my chin. Hit me, kid. King, he backs up. Austin asks not all nicely. He goes, please hit me. <laughs> it's like, I'll take a different tack. I'll be screaming at his face. ain't going to work. I ask nicely. Suddenly, here comes the money. Here we go. What? King. What? What the? That kid, that is not who it is. Shane McMahon. Oh my God! I was such a Shane O'Man mark when I was a kid. Oh, I marked out at this. this. And when he returns in oh, yeah. 2015, oh, two times I've marked out. Oh, my out. God. I remember that because when he came back in 2015, I'd, uh, I'd been at work and I'd not, used, not read anything had gone on. I'd stayed away from it all. Um, I just, not out of any reason. I just happened to do that day. Came on from work, put on Raw, the segment with Stephanie, with the ceremony and the, the, the plaque and all that. And all of a sudden, the grey-haired god in his fucking Nike trainers, comes bouncing out. Oh, I'm so happy. Name me a guy with bigger bollocks in the whole of the wrestling industry who's not a wrestler, but likes to play wrestling. Shane O'Man. Shane O'Man. Shane McMahon. Is the Shane man. The man. Honestly. He's a businessman that cosplays as a wrestler. And fucking does it so... Him and his Steve Blackman feud from years ago was so brilliant. Oh. Him and his Big Show feud where he, had but he was a giant killer. Yeah, with a segment, Hickory Dickory Dock and all that, with the fucking uh, uh, reading the um, the poem, uh, not the poem, reading the fairy tale on SmackDown. Shane O'Man's little story, uh, Shane O'Man, I keep saying Shane O'Man. Uh, Shane O's little stories and stuff. Absolutely brilliant. So here comes the money. Shane McMahon interrupts and goes to work on Kane with those fucking punches. Shane was going to be here. I had no idea that, that Shane McMahon was... What is he doing here? Look at him! Oh, my God! Shane just took Kano to the top rope! Look at him attacking! Kano! What's that still? What in the world is, is Mr. McMahon doing pulling Shane off of Kane? He's restraining... Shane did 
seeing what his body was trying to do. And that way Shane's got a, he's got that steel chair in his, he's going after Kane. Shane is, is chasing after Kane. Go, 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 go. The steel chair from behind on the big red monster. Oh my God, out of nowhere. Another one. I cannot believe what, what I'm seeing. Shane McMahon with revenge on the mind. camera fully picks him up though saying you motherfucker <laughs> no <laughs> no I, but the intensity and what got me was that Kane knew when Shane stepped in the ring that Shane was coming for him Shane then ran sprinted across the ring and then Kane jumped up in the air for then Shane to jump on him and, and it was a good spot it's a beautiful spot they both landed pretty well on the floor with the first initial clothesline but what I liked even better was when they got onto the stage and my God, Shane O can swing a chair. And that crunching headshot that sends Kane off into the tables. Um, the, the laugh, the smile, the grin, the facial expression to end the show. Perfect, Kane. Brilliant. Um, as Raw goes. It was a decent It was episode. all right. It was, it was all right. Better than last, uh, what, eight? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I thought Raw was all right last time around. Uh, I like how I like how Molly Holly's got the title. Yeah. Um, I like where Kane is going, I think. Because I'm hoping Shane and Kane at SummerSlam now, this is where this goes. Uh, and I love seeing Shane oh. So yeah, I think we got the... I always like if Raw finishes, yeah, with wanting to tune into next week. If it does yeah. that job, or same as SmackDown, does that job, it could be shit for the two hours, the whole two hours, it could be terrible. But if it makes if it you want to tune in next time... If it does that job and makes you want to tune in next time, I'm all down. And that overall for me, not bad. But you know what I need to know? Is JR pressing charges or what? Because last time we heard that JR weren't pressing charges. Yeah. Why is Kane still shackled and house arrest? And... <laughs> Fuck this. Apparently after Raw went off the air, uh, Shane reported they jumped off the ramp onto Kane and the two brawled to the backstage area. Vince also chased after them before heading to the back. Uh, and by the way, we forgot to mention the punch on Shane to Vince. So while Shane's going for Kane, Vince tries pulling him off. Shane, his, his weak ass punches, they're terrible wrestling punches they are, Shane, no. Terrible wrestling punches. Now, apparently, while signing some autographs in the lobby of the hotel where he was staying at, Kevin Nash fainted. Yeah. Look Shit. at me like that. <laughs> uh, apparently, he didn't know where he was or what had happened when he finally came to. Uh, due to this, the WWE has decided to pull Nash from tonight's Raw Brand House Show in Australia until he can be checked out and a reason can be found why he fainted. There was also a Triple H versus Goldberg bonus match at Raw last night. Uh, just to give the two a bit more practice, I imagine. Uh, the match is said to have had a bit of promise, but the backstage feeling is that the angle's gone well on TV so far, but they need to make sure that the match serves as a killer payoff come SummerSlam. Yeah. It's got to, hasn't it? It's got to. The following is from WWE.com. July the 29th, 2003. Triple H, 
suffered a groin injury last night at Raw in Colorado Springs and will be unable to participate in WWE's Tour of Australia this weekend. The World Heavyweight Champion was diagnosed this afternoon with severely strained groin. The injury occurred during a confrontation with Goldberg after the Raw cameras stopped rolling last night. So for the fucking fans in attendance, they got to see Triple H from Goldberg and because they got to see Triple H from Go and Goldberg, we don't get to see that anymore. Because now Triple H is injured. Fucking Colorado. <laughs> no, wonder, no, no wonder it's legalised here. <laughs> it's originally thought that the game had a torn groin, but after an MRI, x-ray and consultation with the orthopaedic surgeon in Colorado Springs today, a severe strain was diagnosed. However, in a phone interview with WWE.com this afternoon, Jim Ross, Executive Vice President of Talent Relations, said that the game will be re-evaluated re in the next few days after some of the trauma in his groin area had subsided. Uh, the doctor, without further evaluation, cannot rule out the fact that Triple H has a hernia. Uh, Ross said that he can barely walk. The doctor has prevented him from doing any physical activity for at least a week and probably longer. And again, this will be re-evaluated re next week. Uh, Ross said that the doctor has strongly recommended that Triple H not fly to Australia. The champion needs to rest the injury right now and, if possible, have physical therapy. The last thing he needs right now is a 17-hour one-way plane ride, which is fair play, to be fair. It's only going to aggravate the, the condition, yeah. you'd imagine. It is regretful that we have taken him off the tour, Ross said. We've just got the information a few minutes ago. We're in the process of contacting our market, marketing representatives and partners in Australia. We know some of the fans reading the website will get the news now, which is what we're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to be proactive and let them know that the situation is this and it's customary that all our events, when a star of the magnitude of Triple H, cannot be there. Fair play. They are letting people in Australia know what's going off. They could have just kept it off, off screen and tough shit is not here and done that angle. If someone comes out for a promo, I've changed the match. I've changed the match. Do you know what I mean? Do something like Austin Bischoff bickering something along them lines. Uh, Jim Ross said that the WWE is hopeful that Triple H will still be able to compete with Goldberg on Sunday, August 24th at SummerSlam. Officials will have a better indication when the champion is re-evaluated in the next few days. I smell multi-man match. Yep. I think even not knowing what, what we know. Yeah. I, I think, because why would they put a injured Triple H in a one-on-one -on -one against Goldberg. He's only going to get more injured. Yeah. Goldberg's moves are power moves. You get lifted up to some big-ass heights and get dropped. From a big-ass height. From a big-ass height. Maybe. So then on to SmackDown. Uh, first episode since Vengeance is July the 31st. We are taped from Colorado Springs in Colorado. They've booked a hotel for the week. Your new WWE Champion Kurt Angle comes out to open the show to a nice pop. And what a fucking pop it oh, was. fucking hell, yeah. He always has that kind of uh, I think especially now he's champion. Yes. It's what we wanted. What we've wanted since Mania. Since the injury. It's what everybody wanted. He gets on the mic and talks about how he won the title just four months after having a broken freaking neck. Brock though comes out and demands a rematch. Couldn't Big Show do the same? He wasn't even pinned. Big yeah. Show wasn't even the one pinned. As we fully But aware. then again, champions rematch clause... I suppose, but Big Show should have still be able to come out and ask for a rematch. Kurt Angle eventually accepts, though, but Vince comes out and says Brock will not be getting a rematch because he hasn't earned it. Vince tries to stir the pot between Angle and Brock, telling them that they can't trust each other. Vince says that Brock has to earn his rematch by teaming with Angle and winning a tag team match against two mystery opponents. Oh, I wonder who it could be. Hmm. I smell a train and a show. That's what the stupid money brought <laughs> The right money as well. <laughs> Our first match of the night. Rey Mysterio versus Shelton Benjamin. Not bad, not bad when it comes to kicking off the show. 
It's what you want. Uh, but where's the Cruiserweight title? I know, obviously, not for Shelton, but you have got a title there, you know. Has anyone told him this? I don't think 30 days will apply to Sweet Cruiserweight. Is he like Brock? He's got Brock's contract, yeah, he? Must he's got the Brock contract. Um, Ray is, we got, gets the win with the reverse roll-up to get the pin. Uh, the Filthy Animals versus Ebby and Ivory is stretched out for a couple of months, it seems. I can kind of cope with that. Yeah. Uh, if we get, if we're going to keep imagine like we had yeah, at Vengeance. And let's say we get some stick match at SummerSlam, a ladder, or... Ooh. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? The Filthy Animals against Ebony and Ivory. A ladder match at SummerSlam. But we've not long had a ladder match, though, with Guerrero and Tajiri. So maybe cage match? Submission-only match. Rey Mysterio would be fucked. What would he do? <laughs> what would Kidman do? I'm going to yeah. fucking do a shooting star press in your head until you say I quit. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Chavo. We go to the hotel. I love how he's wearing a cowboy hat and cowboy boots. We love <laughs> And his boxer shorts. <laughs> Tony shows up at the hotel room door. No noble answers in his cowboy hat and his underwear. Hey, Tony. What's going on, girl? He looks down to his dick. Don't worry about this, girl. I ain't even started yet. But the dildo in the bank briefcase is alive and well. The dildo in the bank. Tony, now, Tony looks oh so scared. Where was the confidence that she had at the SmackDown before Vengeance? You beat Billy Gunn and I'll sleep with you next week on SmackDown. Right? Fair play to Jamie Noble. He's put all that, pulled out all the stops. We see a uh, pasting table full of all sorts of snacks. And we see numerous bottles of champagne. Yeah. Tori's in for the night of her life. Uh, Noble. Print and cuffs. Well, he shows it. Noble shows her the dildo in the bank, which contains various other foreign objects. Uh, we get the fluffy, fluffy handcuffs. Uh, he shows her the paddle. He goes, this is for good girls and this is for bad girls. But don't you worry, girl. Nothing but good for my play, girl. And I'm like, oh, Neville. Neville. Smooth as sandpaper. And then he pulls out uh, a little feather, just a little tickler. And he goes, I'm going to tickle your fancy one way or another. And then his favourite, a fucking <laughs> Lone Ranger get up. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. And that causes Tori to be sick and she runs to the toilet. Um, this is brilliant. I, I, I remember these, like, I watched them yesterday. Um, and I was like, I'd ripped my nose before I'd even started watching them. And it's like, it's such a brilliant segment. I love that it's like such a funny, stupid segment that actually has a payoff. Yeah. It actually gets a payoff. It's stupid. It's Brazzers. It's sponsored by Pornhub. But it's a payoff. It is genius. It's, pretty, it's so up my street because I am such a childish bastard. And this is so up my street. Rhino, he cuts a promo about how Benoit needs a warm-up match before we're ready to face the Rhino. And we get Chris Benoit versus Doink the Clown. Obviously, is, they've signed him for a two-night deal. Is it still Eugene? It's still Nick Dismore. It is still Nick Dismore. Um, total squash to be expected. Benoit, Benoit just, just sees Rhino. Destroys though. him, doesn't he? It's his uh, rhino. Yeah, he pours, he pours that uh, that poor clan. It gets fucking destroyed with chops, lariats. Benoit finishes with the headbutt and crossface in around two minutes. He did not want to release it. No, no. Then when has he ever had to? He's like, he, he so gets into the zone. He's like Shamrock. Once Shamrock he's got into the zone. That's it. Once you're in, you're in. We then cut to Rhino again. He says that he isn't going to wrestle tonight and walks out of the arena. Basically, um, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. So are we going to get... Rhino versus Benoit. Finally, tag team dissension will get the payoff at SummerSlam. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, I've seen the card. <laughs> Back at the hotel room, Noble is trying to seal the deal with Tori when Nydia shows up. Still wearing that fucking coat. She is. Noble bought her, by the way. Yeah. She's got no respect for that, no appreciation. 
Noble says, what are you doing? I'm trying to take care of some man business back here. Fucking love that line. Nidia says, tonight, it's not about you and her. It's about you and undresses. And here comes the porn music. Look, Jamie, I don't think so. Tonight, it's not about you and her. It's about you. Uh, Noble and Nidia then get on at it while Tori watches the fucking pervert. She looks like she's enjoying it. She's though. like, starts looking under her man. <laughs> the fucking pervert. Absolutely brilliant. We go backstage and Angle and Brock, they meet up to talk about the usual. They're discussing Vince McMahon. And Angle, um, he's wearing quite the shiner. And quite the shiner. He took a punch from somebody at Vengeance, it seems. Um, I like how fucking Spanky and Funaki share the same room, locker room, as, be as fucking Angle and Lesnar. Well, I just love how they're admiring title. It's like, that's the closest Funaki's ever going to get to world title. Oh, a hundred fucking Kendrick. percent. Kendrick. <laughs> uh, he was world champion. Current world champion, but he was world champion for them few minutes. Up next, United States Championship, Eddie Guerrero versus Tajiri. Tag team explosion. Um, Eddie came to the ring with his lowrider, but there was no bounce in it. I was very disappointed. Yeah. Where was your hydraulics? This is probably the worst low rider he's had as well. Yeah, definitely. And Eddie gets green misted by the face, into the face, sorry, by Tajiri. Um, Eddie tries to get out of the match because of his blindness, but the referee isn't buying it. Um, for me, this was probably the match of the night. Uh, Eddie did some of his more uh, world famous Guerrero 2003 cheating. This time it was Tajiri who accidentally sprayed the referee with the green mist. Uh, Eddie then got sm then smacked Tajiri in the head with the US title, went outside the ring, got a water bottle. Eddie then splashed the referee's eyes to clear the mist and got the pin. It was fucking brilliant. It was so original. Yeah. It was so original to think of someone like that. He's like, well, the ref's fucked off. He can't see. He's fucking knocked out. Got no idea. Referee's blinded. Big splash, boss. Wake the referee up. Not like Vengeance when I'll kick him in his head. He's realised that that's not the way you wake refs up. A bit of water. He's brilliant. So the winner and still the US champion, Eddie Guerrero. I'm loving where this is going. I am. I'm only hoping that once Charvo comes back from injury, that Charvo comes back as like his little sidekick. And yeah. be Shannon to the mat and be that. As Jericho is the at uh, Jericho. As Guerrero is the champion and have Charvo as his little doing the doing his dirtier work for yeah. him as well. So like helping I mean? him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Uh, we get the entire story from Zach Gowan from They've last week's confidential. Week. Uh, it, it is an emotional story, but we have discussed it over and over again. He can wrestle. He's alright. <laughs> He's pretty fucking damn good. Let's stop hearing about his sympathy. We don't need to stop playing this sympathy card. And obviously that leads to our next match. Shannon Moore versus Zach Gowen. Fucking... We've still got some Matt facts. Yeah. Hit me. Matt's favourite su season is summer. And Matt is twice the wrestler Zach Gowen is. He is. He's certainly got, got twice the legs. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to stop doing this. We <laughs> do. People will stop listening, you know. <laughs> Um, this was about as good match as you're going to get out of little Zach. Uh, Shannon was able to get the win after some well-timed distraction by Hardy. Uh, Matt did draw some massive heel heat, though, for beating down Zach uh, post-match. Um, at least Shannon fucking broke his losing streak. I could not tell you the last time Shannon Moore got a win. Because the last time I saw where he could have been close to a win was when they put him against Crash. Yeah. When Crash was trying to prove himself. But didn't Crash get a win? I'm sure Crash got a win. I, I'm going to say, that spinning netbreaker... 
that Zach did do was quite impressive. Zach is brilliant. Zach is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Up next, John Cena versus Orlando Jordan in another battle about big dogs and yards and respect and da 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 da. How cool is it to see the shield back? I don't give a fuck. I'll be on Mark in 2018. Yeah. The last shield was shit because that was like the merchandise DX run of 05. Yeah, when you're wearing shirts. Yeah. This was the shield. All we needed was Seth Rollins as his fucking blonde streak. That was the shield because Roman's never changed his gear. That's fine. But that was the shield. I love seeing the shield back. Ambrose is just looking like... Hench is fucking yeah, it. He's so hench. He's like, I'm back, bitches. I'm the man. Yeah. He's a future world champion. All over. He just needs to turn fucking bad guy. Not yet, though. I want to see a few months out of the shield. Let's see him. Let's see the shield against After Mania, Ambrose will turn on Reigns. Maybe against the Wyatts. Let's put them back together once. Uh, is it Harper that's injured now? Rowan that's injured now? Yeah. Maybe once he's back, or use somebody else. Maybe just someone down NXT they can use. Oh, let's see that. Oh, I don't know. Let's fucking put Evolution back together. I'm all down for that. Right, let's, uh, Triple H is coming out. Hey, he must oh, be Oh, new fit. Evolution. You what? A new Evolution. A new Evolution. Yes. Kevin yeah. Owens. Uh, I'd have Ziggler, McIntyre, Triple H, Kevin Owens. Aye. Now the past, then. the present and the future. Now then. <laughs> Telling you now. That'll work. That'll work. Just off me head. That should work for creative. Uh, this was pretty much a... Oh, actually... Cena gets on the mic beforehand and cuts a rap about how Taker and Orlando Jordan might actually be gay together. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. It was absolutely genius. Uh, it's pretty much a Cena squash match. Um, he worked over Jordan's ribs with some stiff kicks and ended with the FU. Um, it was everything you can. A lot of mention about t- Cena's match with Taker. Yes. Foot. It was the, right foot. the fight. Not, not a mention of OJ being in the uh, barroom brawl. No. No. I don't think not one mention of the barroom brawl. We get a little segment with the APA a bit later, but... I don't think there was... This what happened, like, we didn't get no still fucking photos of the barroom brawl to open fucking Smackdown. <laughs> but fair play to the barroom brawl, because it was one of them where it made sure that every single mid-card on Smackdown, even the lower mid-card, and the jobbers, all got a payday. Yeah. All got a payday. It's like the Andre and Jake Exactly, I'm all down for it. People whinge and moan about it, but I'm all down for that, because it, it, it gives people paydays. Yeah. Simple as. They're working there to get a payday. Exactly. Back at the hotel, Nidhir and Noble come out of the shower wrapped only in towels. Now, is that telling me that Tori stayed the entire time just getting pissed while Noble and Nidhir banged in the shower? Yeah. The fucking pervert. She would have heard that. She probably is the pervert. Stood there at the door with a glass of wine. I'm telling you. They try and talk Tori into a bit of a menage a trois. Or how Jamie Noble puts it. A menage a <laughs> I got a menage de trois. <laughs> so, so it was like, me and Nidia, we've done everything possible that two people could do together. It's like, you dirty bastards. Oh, Good lad. I know. Uh, just when he says to Tori, just when you thought this night couldn't get any better. And then there is a knock at the door. Oh, Big Billy shows up and he's looking angry and he's like, Billy, I ain't touched her. I ain't touched her. Um, Tori, though, she's looking plastered and she and Billy stick around as it all gets a bit weird as Nidia then drags Noble back onto the bed and we start getting the noises. The porn music kicks back in. And then them two, you start watching. <laughs> them two start watching and Tori gets really into it. She's got such a smile on her face. It's like, oh, dear. You know what? Me and Nidia, we've been talking and... Uh... We pretty much did anything two people humanly possibly could do together. While we was in the shower, we got to discussing it. You know, we was thinking maybe three of us could have one no matter what you call it. Uh, Nazne Twash. 
Yeah, girl, huh? Nah, Just when you thought this night couldn't get no better. <laughs> oh, I know this ain't happening. Oh, look. You might my two beauties y'all stay right there? Because Jamie Noble Boy's fixing to stomp a mud on somebody. This has got to stop now. Gun! Look, gun, I ain't touched her, Billy. Calm, calm down, Billy. Don't wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just a little drunk. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie. Oh, baby. I can't. Yeah. I can't stop. I can't keep my hands off of you. Oh, Jamie. Come here, girl. Oh, oh. Come here. Oh. You're in the air. Oh. Yeah. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Jamie, oh, there you go, girl. Oh, here you come. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. Oh. Oh. oh, God. Oh, baby. Oh, Jamie. Oh, God. I love you, girl. We go backstage and Brock storms into Vince's office and demands to have a match that Vince agreed to next week. Vince accepts. Brock's going to kick the fuck out of Vince. Vince's bollocks have got huge. <laughs> too huge. Offering Kane out, now offering Brock out. They're too huge. Oh my God, he needs to make another child. The genetic jackhammer needs to release. They're going to explode. Sable doing. I'm Seriously. telling you. Back at the hotel. Yeah, not long after. <laughs> Power chicka wow wow. No, this is not long after. No, it didn't take long. The massive orgy has finished. The fatal four way has come to an end. As the now all we see Jamie Noble's cowboy boots. So he kept his boots on. We see Nidia's feet. We see uh, Tory's feet. And we see Gunn's feet. And they're all laughing and joking and giggling to end the segment. Um, yeah, so that means it that didn't last long, Noble did it? and uh, Gunn. There's, there's not much power in in the gun, is there? They must not, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Jamie must have been spitting dust at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, to be fair, <laughs> he does. He, how many times has he banged Nidia before they started the foursome? So, but I thought that was brilliant. Comedy genius. I thought, if you're going to yeah. have these comedy backstage segments, that was fucking outstanding, outstanding. We cut to old Granny Fanny herself as Sable comes out and puts herself over. Uh, Why is she out here well, in a tight leather outfit? I know, I, I, I know. Sick. She looks like a bin bag. Uh, she's those clips of A-Train helping her defeat Stephanie at the pay-per-view last night, well, on, on Sunday, and introduces A-Train and Big Show as the mystery opponents. Yeah, for Colin Brock and Taz are very surprised. Yeah, what, the A-Train and Big Show are going to be the uh, champions? Uh, the champions? The, tag, the opponents? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Why are you surprised? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone we hate with Brit, smaller Brit and Sid Vicious do. It was yeah. a big show day trade. Yeah. Uh, they were, who else? Who else was it going to be? Well, Taz keeps bringing up Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Shaquille O'Neal and fucking Big Show come out. <laughs> and then they finally turn each other and have the match that's been 15 minutes in the making or something. Every year, Dirty Dave fucking reports. Big Show versus Shaq this year. Look, Big Show's in shape, Shaq's in shape. They're on for it and it never happens. So it is main event time. It is Brock and Kurt versus Show and Train. Uh, show he saved Train from getting uh, an F five, but Show ended up getting one of his uh, eating one of his own. Angle then tagged Brock on the back, uh, made the cover after the F five, and Brock didn't kind of appreciate the blind tag. Tag team dissension. Tag team dissension. Uh, but it got the team to win. Your team yeah. won. Uh, so he gives Kurt an F five. But then Vince comes out to end the show and announces that next week's main event will be Brock Lesnar versus Vince McMahon in a steel cage. Vince wants to die. Vince wants to die. Also, uh, just to add, Kurt Angle's a special guest referee. Drama. Fucking. Uh, EastEnders finishes. EastEnders finishes. 
Um, overall, episodes, uh, first episode of SmackDown since Vengeance. Really good. Yeah. Uh, impressed. It's a... Uh, Great opening contest. All thin. The- this is, again, not my worry. They're thin on the ground. Like, we, we mocked and joked where they said the team that were going to face Lesnar and Angle was going to be show and train because there's going to be nobody else. And yeah, testing, there isn't anyone else. Yeah, but look on Raw, testing Christian come out. We need a tag team to face. It was going to be Booker T and Steiner. If not, Goldust would get thrown in there somewhere. There's nobody else. Goldust is going to be working the last storm. Yeah. I know that gets fucking weird, doesn't it? That gets really weird. But one down for each. Who wins overall? I'd probably be swayed by SmackDown a little bit. But it's the Vince effect. We we speak about the Foley effect over the pay-per-views. When Vince is on TV, my interest peaks. I love seeing Vince on TV. Because you want to see why the boss is here. Because he loves getting his ass kicked. And he's a cocky fucker when he thinks he's got control. And you've seen both elements of that in both episodes. So, so far, the Saunter to SummerSlam. Looking good. Looking good. The World Arena in Colorado Springs. The shadow of Pikes Peak. It's still the cup tonight. Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle team together. But against two, a team which Mr. McMahon will choose. That's right. Hey, Vince. So you want me to earn my way, huh? You want me to earn my way to my rematch? Is that exactly right? That's what you want? Yeah. How is this for earning, Vince? Remember uh, two weeks ago, I think it was, when uh, when I challenged you to a match? Remember that? Yeah, but you didn't say when. You said you would give me a match, but you didn't say when. That's right, ain't it? Yeah. So how about next week? I earn my way by beating your ass. Oh, wait a minute. I get it now. You you think you can barge into my office and, and intimidate me, right? And to giving you what you want, your rematch, huh? Yeah, with Kurt Angle. Well, you know what? I'll take that rematch, uh, proviso, I'll take that into consideration, but as far as you and me, one-on-one next week, you're on. Wow! Oh my god! Oh, and, uh, if I were you, tonight in that tag match, I wouldn't turn my back on my friend, Kurt Angle, if I were you. So, Michael, it's time for our next episode of Raw, it's the 4th of August, we are live from Vancouver! Your hosts are the coach and the king. Opening interview, Shane McMahon, who's going very grey already. He has words for Kane and tonight he's going to finish the job. But Bischoff interrupts and before Shane can make Kane shit himself in fear any further and promises that Kane would never have touched Linda if he had been there that night. Fucking knight in shining armour, Eric Bischoff. Yeah, See? sure. Austin the cunt, it's Austin. Austin's all Austin's fault. However, he can't make the match tonight because Vince doesn't want it. In fact, RVD gets the match with Kane at SummerSlam and Shane's getting tossed from the building. Fucking boo. I wanted Shane. I want Shane and Kane at SummerSlam. We don't need fucking tag team dissension again. We've already had the payoff twice. So you had that match two weeks ago. And Yeah, exactly. And they already fell out months ago. Got back together, fell out again, had the match... Kane unmasked, kicked fuck out of him. He went, it's all right, man, have a doobie. Had another match, and now we're getting a SummerSlam match. This is like Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, because you saw Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns every week before we saw Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. Yeah. It's like that, it's so bad. 
Shane though says he's not leaving, so Bischoff threatens him, which draws out Stone Cold to prevent Bischoff from kicking fucking Shane's ass. Austin starts egging Shane on by pointing out Bischoff's thing for Linda, and Austin makes Shane versus Bischoff tonight. So, Bischoff can't make Shane versus Kane because Vince overrides him, but Austin can make Shane versus Bischoff, thus overriding Vince's order for Shane to be thrown out. Vince doesn't want to fuck me Austin. <laughs> anyway, uh, Bischoff. Vince doesn't want to fuck me Austin, does he? Well, that's it. Bischoff finally agrees uh, because he has an evil plan. According to Jerry Lawler, Shane McMahon versus Eric Bischoff is a dream match. That's only for the McMahons, who I guess their dream about humiliating Bischoff week after week after week is still a dream, isn't it? Yeah. And they're still putting it into plan. This time, it's Shane's turn. First match of the night, Rene Dupree versus Bubba Ray Dudley. Heel miscommunication allows Devon to use the flag and Bubba finishes around two and a half minutes. Cracks really open. Oh, didn't he just? Fucking hell, didn't he just? Uh, but I think this is this is very much how um, Raw have looked at how SmackDown do it with their tags. They have we have week of tag match, so we have Dudley's versus La Resistance as much as we have Angle Team Angle Guerreros. It's how they do it, where they will have first the first week will be the tag match. Sec then summer it'll have a shitty finish, a DQ finish, or something along them lines. Second week one on one. Second third week one on one. Fourth week, usually pay-per-view, tag match payoff. And Raw looks like they're going down that route with the shit shirts and with the Dudleys. Meanwhile, Evolution, they worry about Triple H's groin. But Bischoff interrupts with a uh, proposition. Yeah. Could you imagine? Bet just Triple H sat there. <laughs> You've got Evolution. Ric Flair's fanning his groin. <laughs> Randy Orton's feeding him grapes. And Ric Flair's fanning him groin. It'll be okay, Paul. You'll be okay. Up next... Scott Steiner versus Randy Orton. This isn't going to be good, is it? Um, and what's the point of putting Stacey with Steiner anyway? I don't understand. Neither, neither person has worked for either. Putting Stacey with Test to begin with got Test over. Yeah. He did. He, he gave give Test another run, this testicle thing. I still say it all boils down for me for Test skipping that row. If you, him and Stacey not skip that row, I still still feel now he's getting the bum end of that deal. Even after all the shit he's had, and he had to, yeah. he got bummed off the pay per view. He's still getting all the shit for it. Steiner attacks to start after Orton remarks that more people came to see his nipples than Stacey's. <laughs> Randy Orton, want to shake my head? <laughs> I love that. I love that story. I love all elements of that story. That Randy Orton just walks in, gives him one of them, puts his hands down his fucking trousers, pops his dick out, has a bit of a shake, and he goes, Hey, Randy Orton. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. It's just so... That is exactly what fucking Frat Boys Anonymous would do. Yeah. What Randy Orton, Test, Christian, what their group would do. That's exactly what would have been one of their gimmicks. Randy Orton, though, he gets the win with the RKO in around four minutes. Uh, terrible match. They did nothing for either. Does nothing for Orton. But, again, it is putting Orton over against guys, I suppose. Well, it's showing that Triple H did it. He beats Steiner. So look, the next blood, the bloodline can beat the next big thing or whatever you want to push Randy Orton. Did you he's, catch what King said? No. Randy Orton is going to run into a lot of attitude adjustments. Oh, fuck you, King. Predicting the future. He's like an episode of The Simpsons. We go backstage, Christian gets in Hurricane's face and Rosie has his superhero and training kit ready. Hurricane, though, he declares him not ready, but Rosie has other plans. Why is he dressed as a golf caddy, then? <laughs> Meanwhile, backstage, Bischoff is counselling Rodney and announces to Austin that Evolution will be in his corner tonight. And shockingly, Triple H versus Goldberg at SummerSlam is a no-DQ match. 
no shit. It's how, how, you tell me the last time Triple H had a match that wasn't no DQ in this era. Backlash. Uh, Technically. There's a six man. Six man's an ODQ, aren't they? If it's a, not elimination. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking more Mania against Booker T. Is that not an ODQ? That wasn't an ODQ, no, was it? No, it wasn't. Fucking hell, ages ago. <laughs> last no ODQ. Michaels. Last no ODQ. Yeah. Oh, no, apart from well, himself. Yeah. See, yeah. he needs, he lives on, on ODQs with our Triple H. Up next is Hurricane versus Christian. Uh, Christian, I've noticed that he's getting quite bulkier. He's broadening yeah. out a little bit. Um, the Shining Wizard is reversed to a roll-up for the pin for around two and a half minutes. Uh, nothing special. Christian, though, he does the beatdown after. But Rosie, in this homemade fucking bright orange and purple get-up, um, absolutely storms to the ring to make the save. Big pop as well. Big pop. People are digging this Everybody shit. Everyone loves shit. Everyone loves shit. Up next, Ric Flair versus Goldberg. WAC fucking W. Why That's- is this not the main event, though? Randy Well, yeah, that, I always say that though about especially Ric Flair. Like Ric Flair, Ric Flair against time champion. Ric Flair against Goldberg in WWE with no build apart from last week where Flair saying he wants Goldberg and they booked the match. So all the build of Ric Flair against Goldberg with in the middle of the card. Half it fans used to switch off. After yeah, this. no, exactly, exactly. Um, end of the match, Randy Orton runs in, lays out Goldberg for the DQ in around four minutes as the heel beatdown draws a face reaction. Uh, Shawn Michaels though makes the save and gets an even bigger reaction than Goldberg and then Jericho comes out and gets the biggest face reaction oh well can't you tell where we are it's like wow fans are on for Jericho tonight and then who comes out then Kevin Nash limps to the ring to clear the ring drawing booze and finally Austin comes out and makes the announcement that the SummerSlam main event is going to be an elimination chamber Triple H Goldberg Michaels Nash Jericho Orton that's quite a stacked main event. Yeah. If you Orton's if you not, did exactly what you said earlier and take away Big Sexy and put in Big Baldy and have Kane in there. And then probably swap Orton for Van Damme. Maybe. No, I'm down for having Orton in there. I'm I'm down for having Orton in there. I think it adds that extra Orton, element yeah, with Triple H. Triple H. It adds the extra element with Triple Deep. H. But obviously the last elimination chamber we saw, we saw the, the Heartbreak Christian win his first uh, title since his return. Uh, since getting blessed by God and being allowed once more to grace the rings of professional wrestling. Um, this elimination chamber, it tells me, it screams Goldberg's got to, hasn't he? It's got to be. It's got to be. It's fucking not. Yeah. <laughs> we know what happens when we get there. Yeah, but you'd like to think that I think they, they make a mistake putting the title on Goldberg, jumping that time machine on Unforgiven and not on SummerSlam. Especially when he fucking pops that pod in one of the most famous Goldberg WB spots he's ever done. You're that's like probably on par with him. I was just going to say that's on par with him pushing that limo. We cut to Terry crowd with some guy who's owner of Slamball. Yeah. What the fuck's Slamball? <laughs> I don't know. Is it like basketball? Dodgeball. I think it's like dodgeball, but maybe you've, you've got a basketball hoop. I'm thinking more of basketball. Well, yeah, it could be. Do you remember that film? I do, I do. <laughs> Um, we get, the segment ends though as Jericho attacks Nash but gets laid out with a powerbomb thus making Nash the monster heel of the main event should be Kane yeah but he's exactly yeah, but you take away Evolution and Jericho none of them are monsters yeah. and they're all everyone else's face that's why it should be Kane yeah but Nash is hey, Kevin Nash you never know one more time Kevin Nash is world champion have you seen that Kevin Nash is a heavyweight champion once more in 2018 
wow. Never heard of the company. No, I am. Some, some indie bollocks. But wow. Have you seen the belt, though? It's yeah. fucking, the belt's probably worth more than the, what Nash got paid. So nice. Up next, woman's title, Molly Holly versus Trish Stratus. Uh, the match ends, Victoria attacks, lays Trish out for DQ in around two and a half minutes. Uh, but Gail Kim saves. But she shockingly turns on Trish. So this is going to lead to a four-way next week. I've got a feeling. It should be. I've got a feeling. Meanwhile, we go backstage where Stone Cold Shane McMahon is attacking a helpless police van. I don't know, fucking raw. <laughs> it's them little segments. Like You go from what SmackDown had. SmackDown used their backstage segments to such their advantage last week. With all the hotel scenes. Yeah. And we had the Vince, Ang- well, you had Angle and Brock. Then you had Vince and Brock. You had that thrown in. The backstage segments were used for me personally to perfection. Raw. They should be used to build. Yeah, but Raw struggle. They re- for me, I personally do think just Raw struggle with these backstage segments. That what is the point? What was the point of Shane going wild backstage on the fucking van? We go backstage. Lance Storm. He looks to Goldust for help with his boring problem. This has bad idea, yet could be fucking phenomenal. Written all over it. I smell hilarity. I do. It could be terrible. Comedy gold. It- Meanwhile, Bischoff, he sends the cops on a wild goose chase and locks Kane. Where did he get the keys? Where? How's <laughs> Where he got the keys? The keys? <laughs> so Vince is above the law, and Vince could say, take the handguns off, police, you're dismissed, but Bischoff's the, the key master. <laughs> is Austin not allowed to set keys? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Bischoff has to lock up at night. You have to turn all machines off at night, he has to lock up at night, make sure everyone's clocked out. Bischoff has to lock those once everyone's clocked out at night. Nash will be up clock out. Nash is limping to a fucking clocking out machine. Up next, Rob Van Dam versus Christian. R.E.D.'s bakes here. <laughs> the lightest he's doing his head in you What tell. got me was the, the finish where he won with the split-legged moonsault. What got me? Jericho just took a jackknife not, 30, not what, 20 minutes was, Yeah, what got me was the selling. And R.E.D. <laughs> can't take advantage of he this. He took a finisher off the monster heel in the elimination chamber. And obviously, don't take advantage of this <laughs> at all. Or the monster face playing the role of the monster heel because we haven't got a monster heel in the chamber. I've got no idea what they try to accomplish sometimes on this show. I really don't. It's like they're building up RVD to get squashed by Kane at the pay-per-view after spending last week setting up Shane as Kane's biggest contender by putting him over Jericho. Who was just booked into the world title match. I don't understand. I'm all confused. Uh, Jericho cries conspiracy and lays out a challenge to Kevin Nash. Hair versus, versus hair. hair. Oh my god! Jericho bold. <laughs> I smell Kevin Nash in a film called The Punisher. Yeah, the shit one. <laughs> <laughs> and grey-haired Kevin Nash is terrible. What's worse is grey-haired Kevin Nash when he goes to TNA from here. And when he goes out. Curlier. <laughs> oh, granddad Kevin Nash. Oh, it's terrible. The silver fox pack. <laughs> the silver fucking fox. So we get our alleged main event, Eric Bischoff versus Shane McMahon. So last week, the main event was an interview of Vince, a segment with Vince and Kane. This week, the main event, and remember, we're sauntering to SummerSlam, is Bischoff versus Shane O. Yes, this really is your main event, and we really are building to one of the biggest shows in WWE's calendar. Yeah, we've got to find some way to carry Kane's story with Shane. Did you notice, though, that the crowd was like that broke by tonight's episode of Raw? Because it was a bad episode, I feel. That they like, didn't even react to either entrance. Like, they reacted when Shane came out. They reacted to Here Comes the Money last week. There was no reaction. No, we weren't going to get 
You were never going to get those. <laughs> Knock down, game. drag out, 20 minute technical, yeah. It was never going to be that. Uh, Bischoff kicks uh, Shane to start, but Shane takes him down. Kane, though, does the inevitable stroll into the ring. Shane goes after him and beats the crap out of the monster Kane, but gets booted. Kane tosses him into the post and tombstones him. And tombstones him onto the stairs. It must be a bit bad thing taking all these bumps. They love it, don't they? They fucking all love it. Fucking they must love, love taking it. a bump. L- especially Linda. Linda absolutely Steph. adore. Oh yeah, she'll take all Steph's air train kick from fucking vengeance. <laughs> the man's love it. It's in the blood. It's the rides. It's in the blood. Uh, that's enough though to give Bischoff the win as the dream match ends in around three minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah, but do you know if we were building underneath Shane? He did. Shane's arms weren't on the floor. There wasn't. That count should not have happened. It shouldn't have. But do you know what would be nice though? Do you know if we were building to Shane versus Kane at the pay per view and the match wasn't already Kane versus RVD? That'd be quite a good way to end Raw. Yeah. But it wasn't. But we're not getting. But we're not getting Shane that. Um, Coach, he speculates whether B- uh, Bischoff was behind the whole thing. Um, gee, you think? Uh, was Bischoff unlocking the trucks and letting Kane out on purpose? Kind of not enough of a giveaway, Coach. <laughs> 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 no wonder they keep sending you on assignments. <laughs> Send you on a fucking permanent one. Where's JR and constantly getting moves wrong? Egg fucking exactly. Now, where, while there is some talk amongst fans over a Triple H conspiracy theory regarding the SummerSlam main event, which was supposed to be Goldberg versus Triple H, and is now the Elimination Chamber, apparently, according to those backstage, this is not the case. There are reported three reasons why this match was changed. Reason number one. The WWE doesn't feel like they received what they initially paid for in Bill Goldberg's services, namely how he's being received throughout the crowd responses. Also, by having him in singles matches, it would always be certain that WWE would have to put the Raw World title around Goldberg's waist eventually, which, for the above reason, is something the WWE is against at this point. Plus, Goldberg does not work house shows, and it would probably hurt attendance if the world champion wasn't on the shows uh, to make a title defence. <laughs> Vince, right, have a word with yourself from back in day. Because <laughs> you made perfect sense back then. Reason number two, by SummerSlam, Triple H will be apparently less than 100%. By making the Elimination Chamber the Raw main event instead of just Goldberg versus Triple H, they can use limited Triple H in the match, but have several booking options to work and to avoid hurting Triple H further. Makes perfect sense. What we see. And reason number three, most importantly of all, with Triple H hurting it from the groin during his dark match with Goldberg, Triple H was unable to attend the Australian tour. Despite not being contracted to go, Vince McMahon had personally turned to Bill Goldberg and asked him to do him a favour, fill in for Triple H, go to Australia, give the fans some star power uh, with Triple H missing. Goldberg replied, no. Saying that he had other things scheduled for himself later that week, McMahon brushed it off, but many in the company suggest otherwise. Goldberg fucked him saying that. You don't say no to Vince. You don't say no to Vince. Especially when he wants you to go over and be the main attraction. The main attraction. Now, Bill Goldberg... I want t- you to go to add star power. Start that again. I want you to go over there to add star power. Yeah. That is the biggest compliment Vince. Exactly. Now I'm good. You're a WCW made guy as well. And I want yeah. you to go over there to add star power. Now I'm good. I've got other things planned. I'm an idiot. Like, he says, Bill Goldberg turning down Vince McMahon to be on the Australian tour was the talk of the tour amongst wrestlers and employees. Most felt that Goldberg hurt himself badly, professionally, by not helping the WWE when they could have used him. He showed many in the WWE that he wasn't a team player, which is in addition to Goldberg not working in house shows anyway. Uh, many are suggesting that it would not be a surprise to them if Bill Goldberg was out of the WWE in the near future. Kind of happens. Signs a deal. 
Signs short term, signs one year extension, gone by mania. It's that simple, isn't it, Joe? I mean, it doesn't even see out like... Can you remember when we discussed a few months ago that he'd signed this renewed contract, so maybe with it... Because it did work to begin with The Rock. He was getting big-ass pops. Yeah. It worked to begin with. Uh, but then it just went downhill. And, yeah, I'm sorry, you're to say no to the gaffer to be the big man of an Australian tour, which they never hardly do. We covered Global Warning in 2002. And that was a great and show. And that was a great show. Imagine Goldberg saying, nah, I don't want to be on that. What an idiot. Uh, speak of Australia, how excited are you? Because I am, and I am, and people must say, how can you be 2018? Oh, super yeah, man, I'm all down for Triple H and Taker one taken. more time. Bring it on, I'm all down. Even if it lasts longer, than, shorter than Cena Taker at fucking Mania, I'm all down for it, bring it on. Doctors in action as well. Oh, exactly. It's all freaking going to be brilliant. Uh, and finally, on the back of Raw, uh, The Rock was actually backstage at Raw last night. Uh, he was only visiting, though, despite not being used on the show. Um he was not being used, given that WWE felt they had no plus in putting him onto the show for just one week. Well, what would it gain? And exactly. Where would you put him? Exactly. Uh, WWE feel that their real focus is to develop the card for SummerSlam. It should be. Brilliant. It should be. You don't need to bring guys out just for shits and giggles and just for pops when you're taking away 10 minutes from a segment that needs to focus on what you're supposed to be selling your big bucks. More down for that. taking the pain away from guys who've reverted it. Exactly. Um, overall, though, episode of Raw... I thought that was terrible, me. It was, I thought it was shit, shite, yeah. Compared to last week. Yeah, I did. Totally agree. Let's move on. Smackdown, August 7th, 2003. Tape from Kelowna, British Columbia. Your host, Colin Taz. Opening match, Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Benoit. It's vengeance all over again. But it's non-title. But it's non-title. But I do like... He had a blue low rider. It did. Blue it did look nice, yes. I like how uh, Benoit does that. Like, if you watch Benoit, when he used to wrestle for Rory, he had his red trousers, he now wears blue ones yeah. in SmackDown. I love that. Uh, Benoit, he killed Guerrero with his powerbomb. I said this at Vengeance. I want to see more of yes. Chris Benoit powerbombing people. Um, he needs to do that move as much as possible. Um, he goes to the top, but Rhino runs in and pushes him off. Eddie misses the frog splash, so Benoit takes out Rhino with a suicide dive. That allows Tajiri to run in and beat the crap out of Eddie for the DQ in 6 minutes 57. However... Sergeant Slaughter inspiring Teddy Long. However... Hold on a minute, player. Sergeant fucking Slaughter comes out. We've not seen his cunt since about 97. Making it... Who's all of a sudden we'll give him GM for it, Nate? Now, hold on a minute, player. Hold on a minute, player. Hold on a minute, maggot. It's tag team turmoil. It's Chris Benoit and Tajiri versus Eddie Guerrero and Rhino. Now, this match ends in the cross-face submission for Team Benoit. Um, I smell four-way at SummerSlam. Yeah, it's got to be. No. It's the only way, isn't it? The only fucking way. If we're not going to get a one-on-one with Benoit right Rhino. Definitely. But we got, like, the opening match was seven minutes or so. Uh, the tag team match was around seven minutes or so. It's nice to give them 15, 20 minutes opening segment to the mid-card. Bang. This is out. I'm all, SmackDown wins this week for that opening segment already. Again. Already. Um, your uh, unintentionally funny promo of the week the Elimination Chamber commercial hyping SummerSlam declaring that the match is the place where careers go to die (laughs) I don't think they realise what they did there absolutely brilliant Uh, we get a Matt fact Matt Hardy comes out he joins us for colour and we get two Matt facts he puts ketchup on one fry at a time and he's better on commentary than Michael Cole. 
Yeah, I, 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 to be fair, Michael. Which Taz loves. Yeah, Taz, Taz, Taz hates Michael. As much as Mike Taz, and you know Taz and Michael do have quite the bond and the friendship. Uh, on screen, Taz fucking is brilliant at how much he despises Michael Collins. Fucking brilliant. Every opportunity. Yeah, trip. definitely. Um, up next, Zach Gowan versus Nunzio. Almost trips on his fake leg. So, <laughs> on his entrance, you notice. <laughs> I did. Uh, Zach Gowan's weakness is kind of getting exposed really quickly. Like, he's... He's going up against the shit end of the cruiserweight division. Uh, he's yeah. had Shannon Moore and now Nunzio. Um, the MFers, they surround the ring, join Zach off the top, allowing Nunzio to dropkick him for the pin in 357. He's jobbing to the jobbers. It's not looking good for young Gowan. Would you jobber to jobber? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elsewhere, Taker, he verbally chastises Vince for sending A-Train out against his own daughter. Vince is accusing Kurt. Mm. But what, you know what I say, Vince? You point one finger, there's three pointing back. There's exactly. Up next, John Cena versus The Undertaker in another Vengeance rematch. But this time, a red bike. Yes. And it, this time, it starts. And he doesn't have to stall it and walk down the aisle. Uh, John Cena, he cuts a bit of a weak uh, promo this time. His rap uh, putting Python and Tyson together. Yeah. If you picked up on that. Python. Yeah. And Tyson. Yeah, oh, it kind of works. And yeah, again, he accuses Taker of being gay and then he kind of threatens to rape him. Talk about mixed messages there, Cena. <laughs> uh, Taker, though, he chokeslams and A-Train runs in and attacks. Backbreaker, he puts Cena on top, which gets two. Taker tries a tombstone. Cena reverses it into an FU, which finishes at around 20 minutes or so. It was quite a long fucking winded thing that was. But Cena gets the win that he should have got a vengeance. Definitely. He should have got that win of Vengeance. Well, Cena did look weak at Vengeance. Yeah. But I, I, at least he got the win, eventually. He got the win that he much... Up next, Jamie Noble versus Doug Basham in the fucking Y match of the week. Who's kicking you? <laughs> I'm kicking you, let's find out. Jamie Noble gets the pin. Yes. Jamie Noble gets the win. Jamie Noble's on the streak. Yeah, In around four now. minutes. Uh, nothing exciting, we get a heel beat down, but Billy Gunn makes the save. Uh, so Tell you we... what, orgies, they always help people come together. They do. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Jamie Noble and Billy, and Billy Gunn as your tag team champions? But that, there is, you, you touched on it right at the start there, there is potential for a feud there with how kinky can you be between Noble and Gunn and the Bashams, throwing Shaniqua, throwing, let's get Nidia and Shaniqua at it. Let's get J Jamie's dildo what's, in a bank. What's the Check that out. To you? Oh my days. So that's SmackDown's newest tag team, then Noble and Gun. Jamie's got a gun. Oh, Jamie's got a gun. Uh, up next, Rey Mysterio versus Charlie Haas. Uh, so just like Billy Kidman versus Shelton Benjamin, um, they are dragging this out and I'm all down for it. Uh, but Billy Kidman weren't here this week. No. Do you know where he was? He was getting married. Well, he was on his honeymoon. Oh, well, he got married early July, July the 11th, I think he got married. Uh, so it was on his honeymoon lucky to bastard. to the lucky bastard to one Tory Wilson. Lucky fucking. But he cunt. must look and think I'm just getting, I've just got married to her, and Billy Gunn's necking on with her. <laughs> What's all that about? What's up with that? Um, so oh, can, you, can you get? So <laughs> that was it. Uh, the match itself, Charlie has counters the Rana with the Hass of Pain, which is yet again I always say it when I see it. Beautiful submission. Beautiful for the winner on five minutes. You gotta think it's a modified in your leg lock. And then all the blood is rushing to your head. Oh, yeah. So you're either going to tap out or you're going to pass out. Or you're going to faint. Exactly. Exactly. And it's time for our main event. It's the cage match. It's Lesnar versus McMahon. 
Angle, of course, is your special guest referee. Uh, Brock overpowers Vince to start and quickly gets the F5, but suddenly drops him and collapses. Kurt's concerned. Vince insists of going on for the pin anyway, but Angle won't, won't count. So Vince gets in his face, which prompts an angle lock from Kurt. But lo and behold... An, un an unhuman kip-up. <laughs> yeah. He just uses his neck. He does, yeah, just his neck. Brock is fine, pops up, F5 onto Angle. And perhaps, perhaps, it's over and we will never need to see douchebag brothers, the fucking best yeah. mates, drinking milk and eating chicken. Well, instead of having a lucky smiley, we now see evil, sadistic... Yeah. Rapey smiley Brock. And not only that, he's now under the guidance and leadership of Vince. Oh, oh! Mr. McMahon again into the cover and Kurt Angle's hand up. Oh, the ankle lock! The ankle lock! Oh, man! The ankle lock is locked in! McMahon's tapping and Angle's... Wait a minute! Lester! Lester just nipped up the head! Trophy. 
just dragged to the center of the ring. Mr. McMahon and Brock Lesnar have collaborated on some sick plan. It was a damn setup. Has Brock Lesnar signed a deal with the devil himself, Mr. McMahon? I don't know. It looks pretty obvious to me in my view. The boot right across the face of Angle disrespecting Kurt. Brock Lesnar holding Kurt Angle's championship. And I there it is, Cole. There's the embrace. Never figured out by now. There was no way that Kurt Angle could have seen this coming. Yes. All over it. All over it. So, SmackDown overall, I think, hands down, that beats Raw. Hands down beats this week, Raw. Obviously. It was, there was, Raw was terrible. Um, so, the Douchebag Brothers, they're finally over. Normal surface has been resumed. The real Brock Lesnar is back in town. Um, it looks like Latino Heat Eddie Guerrero is having a positive um, aspect on the WWE's ratings. There has been an increase in the normal ratings over the last few weeks in three of the four markets. LA, San Fran and Dallas. And Dallas? LA, San Fran and Dallas were the largest Hispanic viewership, in, in part due to the success of Guerrero's character in recent weeks. With Eddie being part of a big part of the increase in those markets, we'll have to see if Vince McMahon decides to feature Guerrero more prominently over the next few weeks to capitalise on this ratings boost. Uh, many fans may also be interested in knowing that the original plan for vengeance for Taker versus Cena was uh, for Cena to go over. Um, the ending, though, was unanimous decision from the creative staff. However, Vince McMahon decided to change the plan on the day of the show. That's basically Vince didn't want to put an unproven talent over the expense of one of his loyal veterans. That is what I've always said about the Undertaker. The Undertaker. So I've always said about the Undertaker. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, he's one of the fucking mainstays. But my God, he's always been where where he is, and always where he is because he's one of Vince's best mates. Yeah. Just like Bradshaw. Bradshaw was always there. Well, he's always been loyal. Oh, he's loyal. Loyalty kills the Vince. Yeah. Oh, he would have gone a lot. He would have gone for a shit ton of money if he would have actually gone as well at the time. Especially when they tried, would have tried to get him. Right, ministry era. Yeah. Ninety nine, two thousand ministry era. No. That's it. He was loyal to Vince. Absolutely loyal to Vince. Um. And finally, many fans believe that the hair versus hair match between Jericho and Nash would be on Raw next, next Monday night. However, the WWE doesn't have any plans to do the match at this time. This could hold off the match until after SummerSlam, possibly use it for Unforgiven, or even have it on an episode of Raw. And speaking of Unforgiven, a few local ads in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is the site of the pay-per-view, have listed a few matches for the next Raw brand-only pay-per-view in September. Two of them are World Heavyweight Championship, Triple H versus Goldberg, and Shane McMahon versus Kane. Fair play. Get a Fair play. Now, Michael, as strange as this may sound, former WWE and WCW superstar Macho Man Randy Savage has released a rap song in which he disses many things, including Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here is a statement from the official site Be a Man is one of the new singles from the Macho Man soon to be released CD. I remember this album. <laughs> the song, even though a challenge to Hulk Hogan, looks to be a hit. A source that has asked not to be named. Has given Stephanie Man has given us exclusive information with regards to the soon-to-be-released CD. This CD is packed with songs that are destined to be hits. Stated the source <laughs> with songs like "Be a Man," "Are You Ready," and "It's a Macho Thing." That and that not forgetting the in-your-face song "Remember Me." This CD is sure to make a lot of waves in the music industry. A source close to the Macho Man camp told us. 
Macho Man paved the way in professional wrestling. Now it's time for him to make bigger waves in the pool of music. And I just feel sorry for anyone like that had to go out and got convinced that this was good and bought it. Because I remember a couple of songs from this album and it was really bad. Yeah. This was Macho Man really at the end of it's his... It's cringe. Yeah, bad. it's cringe bad. It's not Macho Man in the 90s trying to flog you. Slim Jims or whatever that shit was that they try and flog you. Snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is... Oh, it's terrible. Hulk Hogan, Hollywood officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward. I think it is. So we're halfway through our next episode of Raw, it's the length of August, we're live from the Quad Cities in Illinois, your hosts are the coach and the king, our opening interview, Uncle Eric comes out and makes Lillian repeat the winner of the Bischoff Shane match from last week and we'll see some clips. Kind of fitting wearing Von Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. Um, he kisses up to McMahon's, but reinforces that he has no respect for Shane. He calls Shane the Frank Sinatra Jr. of the WWE. Ooh. I find it funny he says he has a ton of respect for Vince. Yeah, no, you don't. Like, no, you don't. Do you want us to go yeah, back to Yeah, we, no, you don't. <laughs> uh, the coach had heard that JR was in no condition to work. Uh, Jim thinks that Eric set him up. A fucking captain, obvious. Uh, and he's going to sue Eric. Uh, so Bischoff immediately turns around and sucks up to Ross, firing the coach, but Austin interrupts. Uh, whatever happened to wrestlers wrestling on a wrestling show? Raw struggle with this, yeah. I feel. There's a lot of authority. Like, JR's come back up making his big return. Uh, so we've now got loads of all these announcers, loads of all these authority figures. Uh, Austin comes out. We've got coach who's now been fired. Um, JR promises not to sue Bischoff if Bischoff will face Shane again. But Austin just happens to have a contract, which usually indicates a swerve. Of course, uh, Bischoff doesn't want to read it. Of course. Always read the contract. Uh, of course, he's signed to meet Kane instead of Shane. You dumb, 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 stupid son So of our bitch. main event for tonight will be Kane against another authority figure. It's Kane and his streak. <laughs> he's like, got rid of Linda. <laughs> got rid of fucking uh, uh, Bischoff. Uh, got rid of Shane. Now it's time for Bischoff. Uh, Scott Steiner versus Stacey. Scott Steiner versus Stacey, that'd be amazing. <laughs> it would. Our next match is Scott Steiner and Stacey versus Rico and Jackie. Um, we may have a contender for, early contender for worst match of the year, judging by just the participants alone in this match. Yeah. Uh, Testo runs in and gets rid of Steiner. Rico hotshot Stacey and Jackie pins her for three minutes. So Chandler and Hulk Hogan be a leg drop. <laughs> yeah. She must have seen Vengeance. <laughs> Um, so not only have we testing Steiner, it's still going on, which I did that, wow, this has like gone on all year near enough. How? Fuck knows, fuck knows. And, and also, gayer than gayer Rico gets a win, but no he doesn't, his missus, his manager does. So gayer than gayer Rico is still searching for uh, that step up to superstardom with this new gimmick that I just don't think will happen. And Jackie may be the one that may get the push. <laughs> Jackie will be women's champion before Rico gets a win. Uh, Steiner, he wants to finish it once and for all. Um, I Did wish. you notice that they didn't censor bullshit? No, I didn't. I noticed that. So someone 
must have a day off or something, the guy whose job it was to censor all the swearing out on the network. Um, I don't know, maybe... Testo, he wants to wait until next week. Uh, once again, Stacey will be on the line. What is the advantage of Test waiting until next week? Why not face Steiner, who is already tired from the match? So Steiner yeah. says... Like, Stud is always gas. Yeah, but Steiner says, let's end it now. Test says, now, nah, we'll wait till next week. End it now. Test is fucked. He's just had a match. Steiner Stacey fucked. accepts from... Do you know, Stacey... Stacey. What is it the women of WWE speaking on behalf of their men? They don't watch wrestling. <laughs> I'm telling you now. We go backstage and Flair is ranting about Austin and Triple H turns the conversation to himself. Orton promises that Triple H walks out with the title. That's a bold prediction, that is, Randy. A bold prediction. Yeah, because Triple H says he's got to defend against five. Orton says, no, you defend against four. Exactly. It's all right. I've got your back, son. Don't worry. We go backstage and uh, Kane's paddy wagon arrives. And it's now time for, is it going to be payoff? Will be this be the payoff? Or will this just set up another match next week? As the All-American American Dudley boys go up against the Bellens in shit shirts in another tag match. But it's non-title. So this tells me, yes, we will have further legs in this yet. Uh, a big brawl to start and Dupree gets tossed, leaving Grenier to fall victim to a wasp-up drop. But Dupree runs in with the US flag for DQ around 31 seconds. And then he snaps the flag it off to get instant heat. Uh, of course. And we go backstage and Goldust gets all weird on Molly introduces her to the new Lance Storm, who is now painted gold and wearing a wig. Uh, he tries reading a Tourette's joke off a cue card. A hilarity results, to be fair. It was brilliant. Um, Storm deliberately trying to be unfunny is the funniest thing in the world. Yes. It's so funny. It's just so irony. There's so much... It's so ironic that he's so trying hard not to be funny. But it's coming across as one of the best gimmicks ever. I honestly thought that Austin had fucked it up for everybody by coming out and shitting on him with the boring thing. But it's going to be one of the best things that's ever happened fucking on Storm. It really could. This could work. This has got legs. This has got legs. But it's it, comedy. Go. <laughs> but it is Booker T and Goldust to an extent. Yeah. But it's not Booker T. Yeah. Stop being racist. It's not <laughs> <best>. <laughs> Meanwhile, Big Sexy and Shawn Michaels argue over who's going to win at SummerSlam. But Goldberg announces that he is the winner. Ooh, tension. Like, I'm not so not hyped for this. I'm, like the first elimination chamber, I think because Bischoff salted it so well when he introduced it. This, because they were hyping up for two weeks, not, uh, Triple H against Goldberg. They were hyping up for two weeks. And now it's not, it's all of a sudden you've got to invest in Elimination Chamber. You've got two weeks to get invested. Nah, I'm, uh, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. Christian, with his IC title and Booker T's entrance, <laughs> comes down to the ring and we take a break. As we return, Christian explains that he's the new champion. And it is time for our Intercontinental title, Christian versus Spy. It's the only way of putting Christian over as strong by putting him against a guy that's smaller than him. And that's my always doubt. With it was written as a guy on permanent acid trip. Yeah, yeah. Old fucking LCD. <laughs> LSD, sorry, LCD. LSD. It was written as a TV. Old LCD Spy <laughs> So the Unprettier gets the win for Christian around four minutes. Could you imagine if this had gone the other way? Well, the Spike had won and got won the new IC champion, <laughs> Spike Dudley. <laughs> they made bigger pops than when Daniel Bryan finally went world title. We go backstage, Eric tries to bond with Kane and suggests that they laid that he just lays down for him. But Kane wants a fight. Why? I guess he's just really angry. Like Kane is going to open up a can of whoop-ass. No offence, Steve. 
on to old fucking Uncle Eric. But Uncle Eric, as we all know, he's a black belt in karate. So probably Uncle Eric could probably kick fuck out again. If you try. Uncle Eric could probably kick fuck out of them all. If they actually let him do what he knows, do his shit. He's like a black belt. He'd fucking batter you. He'd batter you. Uh, JR, he kicks Coach out of the commentary booth. He's apparently doing this against the doctor's orders now. Uh, look at JR, the badass, sitting at a desk and talking. Because the doctor said, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I felt so sorry for Coach. He didn't even tell him to move. He stares at him. Off. He's like, out of here. Fuck off. I'm on. here now, boss. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> exactly. And in the match that I thought would be the main event, but it's not, and it's in the middle of the card, so it may mean that these guys may get involved a little bit later. Eric Bischoff versus Kane. Uh, Eric lays down to offer the pin. Kane decides to choke slam him instead. JR gets a little too excited about it. Uh, Kane changes his mind, however, and just walks away, giving Bischoff the win by count out in 1 minute and 22. Yeah. The winning streak of Eric Bischoff continues. We are back live on Raw. Hey, 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 listen. Let's, well, that's good old JR again. And he's coming his way, coach. that he's inflicted on everybody else at the hands of this damn monster. And making his way to the ring, weighing in at 320 pounds, Kane! He is a hideous human being. Without a conscience. He's looking over here at you, JR. Uncaring. Give a damn about anybody. What would, ideally, what would you like to see happen here tonight, JR? I'd like to see Bischoff get every bone in his body broken and leave in a, be left in a bloody heap. And then I'd like to see Kane to walk outside the building and get his seven-foot ass run over by a damn truck. Oh, <laughs> no shirt, Cody. Tell me how you really feel about it. Look at, look at Eric Bischoff. 
shackles are coming off of that big red monster. Finally, Bischoff is going to get exactly what he deserves. You reap what you sow in this world. My daddy told me. And that's exactly what Bischoff's going to have happen here tonight. He's actually trying to, I think he's praying. He's actually saying a prayer. i got to think the good Lord's line is busy as far as Bischoff is concerned. And here comes, here comes hell. Here comes a stinking, filthy monster. as long as I live. Oh, look at Bischoff's face. Yeah, you won't forget to look on Bischoff's face either, will you? Look at that. What would you do if you were Bischoff? Would you try to run? Would you try to fight? Oh, look at this! Bischoff is... Bischoff laying down. What the hell is this? Well, he's obviously trying to take the easy way out. Well, the king can kick his ass here. No! Tuck slam him to hell. Tuck slam him to hell. You freak, you monster. Tuck slam the son of a bitch all the way to hell. Tuck slam him. Tuck slam him. God damn it, do it. Do it. Tuck slam him, Kane. Easy, JR, easy. What is he doing? What's happening here? Why did that? Why did Kane choke slamming? Hey! Get the ground! Oh, what is he? What is Kane doing? Where is Kane going? What is Kane doing? The referee's starting to count. Kane is leaving the ring. What is going on? Wait a damn minute. The referee's up to he's up to six. JR, what's happening here? God, JR, can't that 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 makes me want to, makes me want to puke. What the hell is this? Why didn't King chokeslam Bishop? Let me guess. You people want me to destroy Eric Bischoff. Of course, that's what they wanted. Am I right? Is that what you want? Well, I am sick of doing what other people want. I've been listening to people my entire life, and where has it gotten me? Nowhere! So I am through doing what other people want. From now on, I do what I want. I can't believe this, JR. I, the king has just screwed everybody here. He screwed Austin. Especially you. He's, I can't believe the no good, dirty, rotten, 
You gave up your opportunity. Wait a minute. Maybe not. Hey, wait just a minute. Look at this. Reprieve Van Dam coming out, going for the five star frog splash, but oh. catching that steel chair. And then listen to this heinous crack of a human being's skull by the monster. That is a sickening, sickening thud, JR. I still cannot understand Kane's actions. Weird. JR was really upset. Uh, shouldn't he be more upset because Kane, the guy who lit him on fire, was winning the match? The guy that lit him on fire and put him out of action for a month. No, he was on Team Keen. Like, I, I, it baffled me. It really did. Surely he should be on Bischoff's side. Yeah. Because Bischoff, he never got fired, did JR? He just had to leave because Kane tried burning him alive. You wouldn't be on Kane's side in this. How is he on Kane's side in this? Well, like I said, 2003 JR just makes no sense at all. It, it, do, it doesn't. And... Where is RVD in all this? Because RVD's got a match with Kane at SummerSlam and he's yeah. had no build. We, we have had the build three months ago. Raw's weird. Raw's weird. Women's title. Molly Holly, Trish Stratus, Gail Kim. Uh, Gail, she tried the Pescado. Blew it. It's not helping. They've took the title off Gail Kim because I, I feel like the Gail Kim experiment's not worked. She's not helping herself by keep botching and botching and botching. Uh, Molly hangs Trish in the corner and then turns on Gail with a closed hand and gets the pin around two minutes. Exactly the same what you get from a Divas. Yeah. Two minutes. Why was it not four-way with Victoria? She she had, she interfered last week. SummerSlam. <laughs> we can't spoil it all yet. We've had one-on-one. -on -one. We've had a triple threat. There's only one more week. It'll get decided either this week or next week and then it's SummerSlam. It's all right, don't you worry. More wackiness with Evolution backstage as Bischoff's winning streak means that the main event is now going to be refereed by Randy Orton. And we go to earlier today. 
with everyone's favourite shit, helping an old lady across the street. Say, I was fucking confused as fuck. <laughs> I swear, I was watching this old lady trying to cross the street, and then Rosie showed up, and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. like, someone's fucked up with a network. It's some just a soap opera's fucking been cut in for five seconds. Like, is this an advert for SummerSlam? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Austin and Bischoff they have drinks as Bischoff celebrates his winning streak. But it turns out that there was more fine print in the contract, which stated that the winner of the match faces Shane McMahon. But what if Kane had won the match? And why would Austin screw the contract while assuming that Bischoff would beat Kane? If the point of the match was supposed to be Kane beating up Bischoff. So. Is that smart that he anticipated being outsmarted and thus planning advance for being swerved? It's like Vince Russo's back. <laughs> swerve on swerve. Swerve on swerve. <laughs> Up next, the Hurricane versus Rodney Mack. Hurricane gets a high cross for the pin around three minutes. Mack does the beatdown. Rosie makes the save. Have you noticed somebody who's not here at the minute? Who? Teddy Lug? No. He's on a cruise. A white guy. Mr. Nowinski? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about him. I think this is the end. I've got a feeling I've not the dirt sheets have not reported anything yet. But I've got a feeling that this is the repercussion from what we spoke about way back when where he received that terrible double team move from fucking yeah. Edge and Ray, and Ray Mysterio. Um so yeah, hopefully we see a return to Winsky, but I'm worried now because soon Mark Henry returns to get thrown in with fugging and bugging. Not long. So I can't remember Nowinski being involved then. So I'm hoping Nowinski returns. I'm hoping we've not seen the last of Nowinski, but the dirt sheets don't have not told me anything yet. And you know oh, me. Oh yeah, I forgot Mark Heavy t- Oh yeah, he's just fucking and bugging. Yeah, yeah. He's just fucking and bugging. Because uh, he's actually getting a bit of fucking heavyweight meat in there. That like, even though Mark Henry doesn't get any giving any credit to like 2011, um, but at least Mark Henry's a bit more dominant force to look at than fucking Rodney Mack. Yeah. Well, he's dominant ish in 2006 yeah yeah we get an elimination chamber video which is recycled from last year just with highlights from the last match that was added into it it was like the exact same promo package that they used just with snips from what happened at the end thrown into the video you saw it at the start highlight real time with special guest big sexy uh jericho he clarifies the rules if he loses he promised to shave every whisker off his face what a trooper what a trooper he is he's always, i like how he's always clean shaven uh, Lola notes that shaving the face is no big deal, just like shaving under your arms. Mm. Okay, Jerry. <laughs> a random thing to say, but okay. Nashville pitches the match as a makeover, and we get some hairdo jokes. Y2J switches the subject to the Elimination Chamber, and now he's going to win, but Nash brings it back to the subject of hair as this segment dies a slow and painful death. Yeah, Nash also calls him redundant, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Worst superhero <laughs> ever. Ever. Um... Nash wants him to accept the challenge right now, but Jericho made the challenge. Yeah. So they just up to be Nash. Let's go then. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's go. I think this is Nash accepted. Yeah. And then counter. Yeah, counter. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, the match is made for next week, which seems to be our theme for the night. Uh, Jericho attacks him, which uh, Nash basically no sells and side slams Jericho. Anyway, Nash produces a pair of beefcake ish hedge clippers. Yeah, but Jericho defends himself with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> you can't fake blind. Yeah, exactly. Um, are we about to say goodbye to Nash's flowing locks? It's looking that way, isn't it? Yeah. Looking that way. Uh, up next, Goldberg versus Ric Flair. Again. Why? Didn't we have this last week? Um, well, there must be a winner. There must be a winner. But. Goldberg won by DQ last week. I know. 
Orton gets involved, as to be expected. Um, Goldberg spears I Orton. Just, I loved Orton's slow counts when he was yeah. mouthing in oh, slow motion 100%, as well. 100%, yes. Yeah. Uh, after Goldberg had speared Orton, Flair poked him in the eye only to get a spear himself. But Shawn Michaels makes the running super kicks to Orton. We get a jackhammer and Shawn counters the pin with Orton's hand for in about 7 minutes 20, which was quite a huge mess. Um, but how hard is it to understand that long matches and Goldberg don't go hand in hand? 7 minutes isn't the longest time in the grand scheme of things, but for Goldberg. And granted, you've got shenanigans... But still, for Goldberg, yeah, I'm unsure. But as Raw goes off the air, meh. I'm still not pumped for SummerSlam because you had the not main... Not the Raw side. Not, oh, not fucking hell. Literally, if SmackDown didn't have stuff... My notes right here, Mike, is if SmackDown didn't have stuff to contribute to SummerSlam, it'd be one of the worst SummerSlams on paper ever. And possibly the worst card on paper all year. All year? All year. You So... SummerSlam is a raw card. Summer SmackDown have got no involvement. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's just, it's terrible. Um, apparently, according to the dirty dirt sheets on the back of this episode of Raw, John Cena was said to have taken his loss to Undertaker very well, as he still feels lucky to have even been in the ring with the Undertaker. Ironically, he was one of a few not to be disappointed, as many thought that the Undertaker protected himself way too much in the match. To the point where he should have lost. Um, and he's felt that Cena's attitude would definitely endear him to management and veterans like Undertaker. He's a company boy, even in 03. He always has been. He always has been. He knows where his best boy is. In he just. In he just. He knows. If I want long, longevity. Play, hell play yeah. Hell yeah. The Brock Lesnar-Vince McMahon cage match did a poor 3.4 quarter hour rating on SmackDown. Uh, while there was the uh, New York preemption, the ratings were still low considering WWE was at one point thinking of going with this match as the SummerSlam main event. Could you imagine SummerSlam 2003 main event, Brock McMahon cage? <laughs> Last year, Brock Rock title. This year, Brock McMahon cage. And it's not even the young McMahon, it's old McMahon. And Kevin! This is four, four and a half years after the... Vince's last cage match, I think. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. His last cage match would have been the... St. Valentine's Massacre. St. Valentine's Massacre. Has he had one since? No, I don't think he would have. I don't know. It would have been the one against Austin, yeah, with where big nasty Paul Hart makes his debut. And the latest word that is, while Booker T is definitely going to be out for six to eight weeks with his back injury, there's already fear it could spell the end for Booker's career. He had the condition for quite some time. Uh, while the Australia trip really caused it to start acting up, many are hoping that he can recover in around two months as he's been a great part of WWE in the past year. Um, obviously, we know that Booker T is fine, but it would have been a real loss, I think, to have yeah. lost Booker T right here and now. Especially before he gets what he deserves. Yeah, no, definitely. I think King Booker, granted that weird Jamaican accent that he brings in, is really weird. South Africa. Yeah, it's really weird. Uh, I don't care what it's supposed to try and be. It's fucking brilliant. Yet yeah, weirdly brilliant. Like Landstorm's unfunny funny. When he's King Booker, it's weirdly funny and weirdly brilliant. So that was Raw onto SmackDown. It's the 14th of August. So we're taped from St. Louis, Missouri. Your hosts are Michael Cole and Taz. Opening interview, Vince McMahon is here to introduce the real Brock Lesnar. Brock defines friendships according to Vince McMahon Dictionary and declares that he stopped being friends with Kurt once he lost the title to him, which is fair play. Fair well, play. Yeah, but Brock knows what 
The Fenders? No, maybe. Heyman. Heyman's always been his mate, hasn't he? Heyman and Taker. They've always been Brock's best mates. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie, and though. And Vince, 100%. Stephanie, though, interrupts. My God, her tits look too easy. Oh, but like, this is her big baby face return from getting yeah. getting smashed uh, at Vengeance and by A Train. Our pops. Yeah. They, they, her pops popped. Let's say that, and I think there were people in the in the arena that popped in massively for her because Stephanie's back. I said I don't know it. It felt piped. They piped some form of heat into that arena. Then uh, Vince is apparently a bad father and a husband. Why does everyone refer to Linda by like I've always said this? Why does everyone like refer to Linda as prefacing their relationship with Linda? My mum, Linda. Your wife, Linda. Our mother, Linda. They don't just say Linda. They always have to give her a title before, like, your wife, my mother. I just find it funny. It's, it's like everyone business. would forget what she was otherwise. Who's this Lindy you keep on about? Um, family reunions must be brutal for her, though. Uh, say, could you pass the potatoes? Second cousin removed to Linda McMahon. <laughs> Smackdown tag titles. Payoff time. Why the fuck is this not a SummerSlam? Benjamin Haas, Ebony and Ivory. Not the filthy animals. Mysterio and Kidman. Um, funny how they mention Kidman's wedding. Lucky bastard. Don't mention who we got married to, though, do they? Kayfabe. Benjamin is sneaks a cheap shot onto Kidman as House rolls him up to retain around 15 minutes. Uh, another great match from these guys. Um, but it, I find it funny how the breakup keeps getting delayed longer and longer and longer as more over filthy animals are getting as a team. Because well, yeah, Kidman's still pissed. That, that Kidman's was. still pissed from months ago when he made his return. And it was two months ago, he was pissed off. One month ago, he was pissed off. Filthy Animals are back as a team. I'm still waiting for him to turn on Ray. It was Ray's fault. Ray's not going to turn. But it was Ray's fault they lost the match. Mm. If Ray not been holding the title. Exactly. When's it going to come? When's the payoff going to happen? No mercy. That's next Smackdown pay you, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Elsewhere, the APA, they make fun of Shaniqua and talk about restarting the office again. Be all down for that. Yes. All please, down for that. Please. People like Funaki needs help against the APA when he's fighting Brock Lesnar. Imagine if Shannon Moore. Or Spanky. Or Spanky. He, he could have been Zach Gowan could have with Roster. Near my fucking APA. Up next, Danny Basham versus Billy Gunn because last week one of the Bashams took on Jamie Noble. And exactly the same thing happens. Danny gets the win after Shaniqua attacks Tori. Um, we get some heel beatdown. I think Tori was very cold in the arena as well. Yeah, I'd certainly agree. We get beatdown, Noble makes the save, and, and no one cared. But why Why is it all these new tag teams, the first tag team finisher they have is always that combination with clothesline and legs. Always, always, always. It has to be that one. Yeah. Or it's... Uh, the uh, demolition finisher, New Day finisher, yeah. the uh, fucking who's used it before Primo and Collie and fucking Epico, they used it. So it's the backbreaker leg drop or backbreaker elbow drop or something where he gets a guy, goes down to a knee, you go to the middle turnbuckle and jump off. It's always been that for tag teams. Up next, Undertaker versus Big Show. Funny how the Undertaker and Cena were supposed to um, elevate Cena, but Taker is the one with the pay per view match. Which has yeah. been announced, he'll be going up against A Train. <laughs> he's de- he's defending Stephanie's honour against A Train. <sighs> okay, fair enough. So um, we get a biker taking on a train. The seven forty two 
Going to Loughborough. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, A-Train continues thinking up the show and he attacks Undertaker to give Show the count-out win around 10 minutes. Um, the match was had good energy for about fucking two minutes and then you just knew it was going to go that way. But anything, like I've always said this, anything with two big men, we've always discussed it, you're never going to get anything sparkling. That moment when you realise that this is basically leading to sort of a rematch from Mania. Yeah, no, no, no fucking 100%. Up next, Tajiri versus Rhino. Eddie and Benoit doing co- colour commentary. This is so going to be the a fun just... It was good. I liked how they were sharing memories of the road of each other and stuff. It was brilliant. Uh, it was like it was like all this fake sincerity that was coming from Benoit. It was absolutely fucking genius. I loved it when Benoit was like, "Can I get a ride? Can I get a ride?" <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, it was too, to be fair though, the match was too short. It was like over in a couple of minutes, um, and it was like it was kind of overwhelmed by Eddie's hyperactive comedy routine at ringside, uh, like. Benoit wants to ride in the low rider and demands that Eddie makes the hydraulics bounce, which creeps Eddie out enough that he kind of backs off. It's like Eddie's like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, but I'm sorry if it's not Benoit fighting Eddie, then I don't know. I'm not fuck him. <laughs> I want to see him fight. I was pissing myself. At this. It was funny. It was funny. I give you well, that. He took away from the action ring. Yeah, too much. It did. No, but that's the, that always. That's the issue I always have when you have one more than the one special guest commentator. The minute you add, if there's a fatal, especially a fatal four-way rivalry, two in the ring, two on colour, it takes away too much from what's going on in the ring because you know those on colour are going to get, are going to interfere at some point. It's always going to happen. Up next, Zach Gowan versus John Cena. He's had an haircut. He's had a haircut. some new shorts. He's had an haircut. Um, the, quite a funny rap. It was quite offensive towards Zach. Um, high crossbody is caught by Cena and the FU finishes um, in around three minutes. That was a funny looking F you. It was. It's weird with one leg, wasn't it? It was very weird. I think, cause I think Cena was like, didn't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Elsewhere, Spanky chugs chocolate sauce, but spills some on Vince, which of course annoys him. So and then he mocks the F- XFL. Yeah, I was just saying, Spanky Don't. brings up the XFL. And he's talked himself into a match with Brock Lesnar. Well fucking done, Kendrick. Well fucking done. Um, so up next, Brock against piece. Spanky. Brock mauls him, absolutely mauls him. Um, but Brock pauses, grabs a chair, lays out Spanky, so Spanky gets the win, but Spanky bleeds. Not bad as um, level Vince levels are bleeding, but I don't know. I'm, I'm Spanky has a victory over, over Brock Lesnar. So, former world champion Spanky has a victory on SmackDown, one-on-one against Lesnar. Roman Reigns had to do that like 15 times on pay-per-view until they got that. <laughs> yes, Kendrick. Main event. Stephen McMahon versus A-Train. Steel chair in hand. Oh, 
Mr. McMahon can't believe it. And I'm on hands. Wait a minute. It's his funny, the big show. And remember, before the Mets were undertaker, big show came out of Mr. McMahon's office. Shot to those bad ribs. Big show in the steel chair to the ribs again. Undertaker is in dire straits. Big Show and A-Train are going to pick the ribs apart of Big Evil. And a shot again by the Big Show and now A-Train. A-Train is heading back to the ring. Stephanie is out in the middle of the ring. Remember, no countouts. Undertaker tried. Stephanie, someone's got to help her. What the hell is he going to do? Oh, my God, the A-Train. He's going to crush her, Taz. No, crush her. McMahon is ruthless. Look at this. Now just rubbing it in the face. That's that. That's right in front, right, right in front of his daughter. Just got crushed. And not to, not to say that this isn't in front of his wife Linda. He's still convalescent at home with an injury. What is wrong with him? I don't know, Cole. I, this McMahon is the chairman in this company, and I don't know what to say. Mr. McMahon wanted Stephanie to quit as general manager. I can't see now how she can. The fact that Stephanie wrestles at all, let alone in like two main events on this show this year and a pay-per-view match, is that speaks volume for me. It really does. Uh, like Sable's ring announcer, so you know where it was going to go. We got Undertaker and Big Show run-ins. The match. You got Vince. Thinking his season. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And it like ended in two minutes. Train gets the win in two minutes. Vincent Sable make out to end the show. But why does Taker go to Smith Safe? I don't know. There's no other faces in the main event. There, there's no other faces anywhere, anything. Like this, you have took Your main event faces. Taker you have got, and Angle. You have got a tiny ass roster. Tiny ass roster. That is split over two two shows. The mid cards on both, the main events on both, are so slim. It's ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, so yeah, SmackDown and Raw. We've got one left of each overall. SmackDown still. I'd say SmackDown, but that was like fucking. It was. What do you want more, a bullet to fucking face or a bullet to head? Because they both were shit. Too much authority figures. <laughs> when you've got like Bischoff and Shano 
ending shows and you've got Vince and Stephanie ending shows. Too much authority figures. Too much authority figures. So, let's hear it then. Final tapings. One more row, one more Smackdown before the biggest party of the summer. So it's the final row before SummerSlam. It's the go-home show uh, for the, the red brand. It's August the 18th. We're live from Grand Rapids, your host. Ah, oh, JR and the King. Normal service has been resumed. We get an opening interview. It's the highlight reel to kick things off. As Jericho promises to shave Nash tonight and then win the title at SummerSlam. I believe in you, Chris. Which is not held since Mania 18. Yes. And then lost to uh, when Steph the Slag was siding with Jericho over Triple H. Uh, our guest is Shawn Michaels, who Jericho blames for costing him a title at Survivor Series in the last Elimination Chamber. Uh, I love how they actually go back to it. This I think it's the yeah. only time they actually go back to last year. Because a lot of the well, guys that Michaels were in it... Michaels does. Yeah, Michaels goes to back dash. to it. Yeah. But he doesn't, uh, Jericho says he doesn't have time to interview Shawn because he's too busy. Therefore, Evolution will be guest, guest hosting him for him tonight. The poor guy, he's not a job to Triple H on his own segment. Poor Jericho. Uh, Triple H drones on for a bit and the beatdown is on. But Big Sexy makes the save. Fucking holy peroxide, Batman. He's like proper got... Yeah. <laughs> why? why when you're having it cut? <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, soon after, Goldberg makes an appearance and cleans house. But Triple H dodges him and Goldberg spears Nash instead. Obviously, either legally blind or something because Triple H like literally moved away before the whole thing even started. Like, yeah. yeah. I didn't get that bit. Uh, but Nash against Goldberg... That's some WCW shit there, isn't it? Fucking hell. Welcome to... Welcome to Raw is Jericho! And this is going to be a very busy week for the king of bling bling! And it all starts right here on Raw, because tonight, I'm going to beat Kevin Nash. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And when I do, I'm going to cut all that frizzy, fuzzy, brutal hair right off his huge cranium. I'm going to introduce all of you to Big Daddy Bald. <laughs> And on Sunday, at SummerSlam, I'm going to regain my world title by beating Nash, Orton, Goldberg, Triple H, and HBK in the monstrosity that's the Elimination Chamber. It's been a long time since I was the World Heavyweight Champion. It's been a long time. And ever since I lost it, every single waking moment, every single waking moment I've been thinking, I've been dreaming about regaining the title. It's the most important thing in my professional career. And that's why I'm willing to endure the Elimination Chamber. That's why I'm willing to put myself through the hell. That's the Elimination Chamber the most violent, the most brutal, the most devastating, the most bloody match I've ever been in in my 15-year career.
and coming this close to winning the championship last year in the chamber, only to have it stolen from my grip. Only to have it stolen from, shut up, I'm trying to be, only to have it stolen from my grip is something I will never, ever forget. So without further ado, let me introduce to you the man who stole the title away from me, Shawn Michaels. chamber last year you became the heavyweight champion but let me ask you this HBK is lightning gonna strike twice do you have what it takes to come out of the elimination chamber with the world heavyweight title for the second time huh well oh a man of many many words Sean, you know, I'd love to hear you talk, but I just don't have any more time for you right now. I've got a very important hair versus hair match, and I don't want to take any chances in losing these gorgeous locks. So I'm going to have to go. But, but I'm a fair man. I promised you a chance to come on the highlight reel. So tonight, as my guest co-hosts for one night only, my close personal friends, Evolution! Uh oh, what the hell? See, I told you! I knew something bad was gonna happen! Well, Jericho's already lying because I don't think that Evolution or Jericho's most personal friends. Well, whether they're his friends or not, they're certainly coming out here. Two more of the individuals in the world heavyweight champion. Join Shawn Michaels in the Elimination Chamber this Sunday from the sold-out America West Arena in Phoenix. The huge pay-per-view extravaganza co-produced by Raw and SmackDown. Look at this. Yeah, this one looked good for Shawn Michaels, quite frankly. And Jericho is uh, conveniently making his uh, exit. He's got more important business to take care of, like worrying about his hair. 
with Shawn Michaels, I'd make my exit about right now. Because he's being surrounded, there's nowhere to go. John Michaels, uh, he don't have the limber tail, I'll tell you. Michaels ain't going nowhere, I don't think. Well, more guts than brains. Sometimes we get you in a lot of trouble. Uh-oh, don't like these odds. No. Relax, Sean. I just want to come out here and talk to you because, you see, Rick and Randy, they don't understand what this Evolution Chamber match is all about. But you and I do. See, anybody that was in that match will never forget it. It's the kind of match that no matter what happens, it takes a little piece of your career with it when it's done. And all you can hope to do is control how much of your career it takes. Right, Sean? Last year, six men walked in that evolution chamber. Six men walked in. They all bled. They all paid the price. But I lost the most, Sean. I lost the most. You see, because when it was done, I spent 48 hours sitting in a hospital bed. And more importantly, I lost the World Heavyweight Championship to you. Now see, Sean, this year is going to be a little bit different because this year I can promise you this, Evolution is going to make sure that I walk out of Phoenix, Arizona, the World Heavyweight Championship. And the other big difference, Sean, is that you are gonna be the one that spends time in a hospital bed. Oh, look out, Shawn Michaels not waiting to, wait a minute, he'll be assaulted here. Shawn Michaels through the first punch, is he crazy? Shawn Michaels defending himself here against Evolution. Triple H coming in the Elimination Chamber, the, the Evolution Chamber. That may be his take on it. And Randy Orton are trying to eliminate Shawn Michaels right here and now. Testy tries sucking up to Stacy because things will be different and he says that he can change. Only if he fails, he'll treat her like the slut that she is. Yeah, boy. <laughs> women's title. Fucking hell, it's the women's title fucking month every week. Molly Holly yet again defends it and this time... Fighting I'm, champion. I'm telling you. She get, uh, this time against Trish, the scariest botched shoulder breaker I've ever yes. seen. Ever seen. She nearly drops Trish on her head. A la, like, Owen Driver 97. Like... Fucking, whoa. <laughs> uh, Gail King comes in for DQ in around two minutes. Horrendous, rush match, terrible he's, finish. Gail just wants this single three match. She does, she does. 
Meanwhile, Austin, he makes Goldberg versus Orton and makes himself the special enforcer. Hmm. For what reason? <laughs> I don't know. For what reason? So that one of Evolution can put the belt on Austin. Of course. Just so we can get a bit He's of... provoked, doesn't he? He's provoking. Yeah. Uh, Shane O'Mac, he joins us to announce that the match with Bischoff is off because he's going to beat him so badly tonight that he won't even make it to the pay-per-view. Get fucking Shane What a badass. He's got sweet lads as well, hasn't I'll he? I tell you, and how can we tell that there's gasoline that kind of stuff? Because it says fucking gas on it. It's like, this is the guy who used to hang around with the Mean Street Posse, and now he's got a gas canister for fucking cane. I'm going to burn you alive, motherfucker. Do you know what I mean? Wow, where's this Mean Street from Shano come from? Uh, Goldust, he wants to encourage the crazy side of Landstorm, so he sends him into the women's locker room. <laughs> it's like, that's not going to end well at all. Um, uh, live from Connecticut. It's Linda, and she's sitting at her desk. She must be here to announce something. When Linda's at this, it's like when fucking Ted Turner, but not Ted Turner. Um, what was Jack it? Jack Tunney. Back in the day, where Jack Tunney would sit at his desk, and you knew it was announcing something fucking important. Um, up next, <sighs> Test versus Scott Steiner. Because Test. Stacey accepted the know. challenge. Yeah. Does uh, she watch wrestling? She no. doesn't watch wrestling. She doesn't watch wrestling. Did she uh, learn from a friend, Tori? No. no. Test, he misses the big boot and falls flat on his face. Um, he plays at the, this knee injury angle, but nobody buys. They even make the X sign to call out the trainer. But it's obviously an angle. Little things drag on. Steiner stands around like an idiot while Test limps away and then suddenly recovers. Boots Steiner for the pin around four minutes. JR is shocked. Shocked that Test would do such a thing. Genius. So JR's not been watching Nazi while he's been away. It's genius. It's fucking brilliant. Because Steiner's thick as shit. Steiner will think it's legit. Boom. La Resistance come out to harass a serviceman at ringside. But what I've got with this. Sylvan's Grandier's knee pads that run me around. I know it's that. Down. I know it's that. Is it like what Dolph Ziggler used to do with his title and have it behind him and just spin it round? Yeah. Is he going to like spin him round or whatever? Like? I don't know. Um... This draws out of Dudley Boys. Uh, one of the... This is a lame, but like, Raw's tag team has been fucked ever since we started this journey. Yeah. They've not had a good month, I don't think. Booker T and Goldust was okay, but that was more comedy than actual seriously tag team wrestling. The tag division is fucked, and this has been one of the most terriblest build, one of the most awful build to a tag team match for a SummerSlam. The soldier suddenly turns on the fucking Dudleys and sides with the bell ends. And reveals himself to be a French sympathiser. Any idea who that was? Yeah, Robert Conway. Robert Conway or Rob Conway to those of OVW. Finally, we've heard about oh, the rumours. We've been watching on SmackDown. One of the half of the Conquistadors. One half of the Conquistadors, yes. Um, so, it made his pay per view debut at Vengeance. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've heard the rumours that Rob Conway is going to get brought up from the, um, from the OVW. Um, at this point in time, have you seen any Rob Conway stuff? Know anything about him? Part of the conquistadors nodded. Me neither. So I'm very interested to see if 2018 Rob Conway uh, has the same effect as 2003 Rob Conway did. Because I remember back then, I really hated him. I really fucking despised him that he sided with the French. It was like how I despised Slaughter back in the late 80s, early 90s when he sided with Iraq. So fuck you, Rob A. Conway. Fuck you. Spike Dudley's going to take you out because I can see where that's going. I really can. I find it hard to believe as well that he becomes fucking NWA champion. I know. I know. I know. 
Up next, hair versus hair. Jericho versus Nash. Jericho gets the win in around 10 minutes. And Jericho then... Got remember, Nash got speared not even 40 minutes Not ago. even 40 minutes ago. Uh, Jericho, he butchers Nash's hair. Um, so poor in the dramatic fashion that he like kind of wears his like a toupee. It's like that must really hurt. Like he's yagging, uh, yanking and ragging, yagging. I've just made a new word up there. He's yanking and ragging Nash's hair while he's cutting it. Chris, Chris Jericho, I think right now can kiss his hair goodbye. Wait, Jericho waving his arms. I think at the referee in the eye. I certainly saw the low blow. You see that? Look at this. Wait a minute. What are those? you off that they didn't completely shave his head bald yeah but like I'd, angle levels yeah I think that, that was the last you time a big sexy with a bald head <laughs> a big bald head it just wouldn't work um earlier today uh we seen one of the superheroes fucking saving shit as um Roosevelt attempts to rescue a cat from the tree. He's got dramatic superhero banter, like, I'll give him that. While Hurricane fascinates the girl uh, with tales of heroic deeds from the past, Rosie gets into a fight with the cat and ends up sending it flying into the street. That was actually quite funny. Um, now, what they need to do is, like, take the family guy approach and not zoom in on the background gag. Um, so, like, Johnny, like, you knew what the joke was. But don't fucking focus on it. But I thought I like where this is going. The confusion last week of him helping a lady across the street. Now he's rescuing a cat from a tree. He's gonna be burning baby from a building is gonna be the next one, isn't it? It's gotta be some of that. Absolutely brilliant. Up next, Rodney Mack versus our new superhero in training, Rosie. One minute thirty-two. Spinning rock bottom that everyone seems to be using using lately. Yeah. He used it when he was in three minute warning. And uh, we've seen Lesnar use it, but Lesnar's is more of a, like, what's the move called? Where you trip the leg over and force them. STO, reverse STO? Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, everyone seems to be using this reverse. Billy Gunn used it not long ago. This reverse spinning rock bottom thing. Why don't you use some, like, Superman pushes a superhero? Yeah, I like don't know. Like his other users. 
Fair enough. Really should use the Superman punch. Do you know one that I thought about? With That is a very true, by the way. But one that I did think about is that they've got Nova under contract. I'd use him as a superhero as well. Yes, Supernova. But your Mac's now been defeated more than three times a single Mac's season. Mac's over. Mac is done. Um, but <laughs> so I do much feel though. I fucking know. I do feel though that the, if they if they market it properly, uh, the superheroes can be used as mid card level like two cool were. Yeah. Where they're t- not taken serious, but serious enough to potentially win the titles. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that maybe they go that way. We cut to the fountain of charisma, Linda McMahon. As she informs us that her neck is in pain, but she won't need surgery. And Dr. Ho says, uh, like, remember Dr. Ho from years ago? Uh, was it last year? J- the J-H-O doctor? We couldn't know how we pronounce his surname. He's back again. Yep. Dr. Ho. Uh, he assures her that she can be back in the ring within six to eight weeks. I didn't realise Linda was an active competitor now. Linda in the ring. <laughs> I don't know. She's going to wrestle Sable. <laughs> Bishop arrives at the door, being all smarmy and stuff, and gloats about Shane's grand plan and tonight failing. Sleazy. Uh, very much so, fucking hell. We return with the thrilling conversation continuing as Eric puts the moves on Linda and he creeps her out. Three years later, he's upset that Shane stole WCW from him. Uh, maybe he should have done something about it, say like 2001 when people cared. He gets a reluctant kiss though from Linda and he wants to see. Well, he- he kind of forces it on her. He wants to see the bedroom, but remember, they don't do rape or murder. Although, Even though this is fucking yeah. borderline rape. But if they did kill Linda's character, it would probably help business. I'm not not lying. Like, and looking for, Bish- for Bischoff, like, the cameraman has decided to stand there and let him get away with it. So he's forced himself onto Linda. Cameraman's like, yeah, I'll film it. <laughs> he's like, surely he must be in much trouble as Bischoff is. Incarnate tile time. Christian versus RVD. Kane saunters in, of course, but Rob cups him off with a drop kick and a chair to the face. Kane, though, fires back with the chair and carries Rob back to the dressing room uh, for the typical wrestling raw finish. You knew Kane coming out before you even happened. 100%. Um, it was quite boring, equally predictable. Um, again, this is not hyped, the main event. Uh, the main, this is not hyped Van Damme and Kane for me much. I'm not bothered about that match. I'm more hyped about Shane and Kane. Oh, definitely, definitely. Meanwhile, Test, he makes Stacey dance for the heat jobbers and yeah. Kane struggles. Steve Richards and Rico. Yeah. What's Rico going to enjoy about a woman doing a lap dance? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like, uh, we see that Test is making Stacey dance and we see that Kane's struggling with matches while trying to burn Carvey alive. It's like, it's, what? But he decides not to do it because it's not what he wants. Perhaps that he wants his, maybe a decent match with Rob Van Damme. That's what we need, Kane. A good payoff, a one-on-one match. Um, why aren't they ever like any ring posts? Handy to ignite when you need a lighter. It's like matches on a wall, matches mm. on a ring post. It worked perfect. Um, main event time. Randy Orton versus Goldberg. Steve Austin is your special enforcer. H, H, H and the Nate are doing colour. Uh, Nate runs in and pulls Austin out. Earn himself a beating from Austin. That is physically provoking. It is provoking. He goes after Orton who walks into a spear and jackhammer at five minutes. Um... Nash then comes in and turns on Goldberg, obviously upset about his new haircut. Um, it's just a receipt for the spear, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. Uh, Shawn Michaels then super kicks Triple H. Yeah, he sneaks up to him like a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho then lays out Michaels with a chair just for fun. Um, and for the first time since 2002, holds the world title. He does, he does. Um, I think as a way to end... We had the hair versus hair, which was quite fun, but to end 
um, the last Raw before the Chamber match. It was quite memorable because so everyone I was suddenly remembered. taking everybody out. I remember all yeah. that happening without watching it back. The WWE have upset many people last night after they falsely advertised that the stipulation would be in last night's hair versus hair match between Jericho and Nash. Um, the advertisement said that the one would lose would be shaved bald, much like Kurt Angle in his hair versus hair match with Edge at Judgment Day. Yet, after the match, Nash was left with a short haircut and wasn't bald in the slightest. Now, Nash was apparently never supposed to be shaved bald anyway, since he's said to take part in a role for the new Punisher film, uh, and he'll need a new military-style haircut. The WWE figured that since Nash would have to have a haircut anyway, they might as well use it as part of the Jericho Nash storyline. I agree. Haircut yeah. match means you'll go fucking bald, motherfucker. Molly Holly went bald. Serena went bald, even though that was more of a sacrifice. Angle went bald. Angle went bald. Who else? I don't know. Has there been any more famous hair versus hair matches? There'll be loads if you go back, I imagine. Loads. Google it. Google it. Yeah, Google it because we can't be asked. <laughs> um, while JR and Jerry Lawler made it seem that the whole Linda McMahon interview plus the stuff afterwards uh, with Linda and Bischoff was live, it actually wasn't. The segment was shot on Sunday, which gave the WWE time to look over it, make any edits to it if needed, and then make the final decision to air it on Raw. Fair play. I wonder how many times they had to do Linda McMahon retakes and retakes because she's stiff as a board, isn't she? Yeah. There's no personality in her. All Japan Pro Wrestling, familiar? Yep. In an attempt to either get some publicity or just some draw up some bigger attendance, are running an angle using fake WWE superstars to invade their promotion. The fake stars, known as Fake WWE Army, consists of Sean Hernandez portraying Kurt Angle, Amazing Red portraying Rey Mysterio. <laughs> And Alan Funk portraying Hulk Hogan. This isn't the first time Funk has done a Hogan impression, as he had the Funkster gimmick in both the WWE and the HWA. That sounds amazing. I need to find if some of that shit exists somewhere. That Sean sounds Hernandez. amazing. Sean Hernandez. Well, amazing red. Well, that's perfect for Ray Mysterio. Just stick a mask on him. Yeah. It's the same size. Fake tats. Yeah. So are you ready? Final Smackdown. One more to go. This should be the go-home show for Smackdown's version of their side of SummerSlam. We are taped from Detroit. Your hosts are Cole and Taz. On interview, Kurt Angle is very, very disappointed in Brock Lesnar, but he doesn't have an elaborate revenge plan. Kurt Angle is very, very disappointed in Brock Lesnar, but he doesn't have an elaborate revenge plan. He can fight his own battles and he wants a fight. Tonight! Which means that it won't happen. Vince comes out to reply... No fights tonight. And if Angle gets anywhere near him or Brock before SummerSlam, he'll be suspended. But tonight, you can have the other guy in the main event that everybody else fights when no one else is available. You can have the big show. <laughs> Which prompts Angle to attack show until the usual gang of idiots pulls him off. Um, fuck off, big show. I want him to be traded to Raw. I'll swap him for Jericho. Oh, any day. Have Jericho getting involved. Jericho Angle. Jericho Angle, Jericho Brock. Take that. I'll swap. I'll even swap him for Nash. Jericho Angle. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Be amazing. Elsewhere, Vince makes their match into a false count anywhere match. And our first match of the night. It is a rematch for the Cruiserweight title, but the Cruiserweight title is not on the line because Matt Hardy weighs too much. Fucking forgot that the Cruiserweight title exists. And Matt Hardy weighed too much back then. Um, Matt Fax. He's never lost his cell phone. His pants are hippier than Ray's. Hipper than Ray's even. Uh, he's never lost his cell phone. Fair play. I've fucking lost hundreds over it years. 
Zach Gowan, though, runs in, trips Matt up, and the 619 on West Coast Pop gets the winner around 12 minutes, which is a cracking opener to the show. SmackDown have it nailed on with their openers. It's either um, Cruiserweight element of it, or it's tag teams having singles, but the advantage is all SmackDown's tag teams at the minute are strong, athletic wrestlers. Yeah. Well, not really strong with Rey Mysterio and Kidman, but they're athletic wrestlers. Brilliant. But that spike on that West Coast Pop, though. Oof, just a bit. That was I think that's why he stopped using it me after a while, because it is a bit. If you can't get the rest if you of don't the get a rotation, rotation yeah. Uh, we go backstage. Brock, he vows to break Zach Gowan's legs tonight. Yep. Did you hear the start of that conversation? What happens at your desk? Big show did it. Did it hurt you? No. You've got to hurt Kurt Angle. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and for God knows reason why, we get a video package for the epic Stephanie versus A-Train match from last week. I don't understand. Michael Cole interviews Zach Gowan's mum at ringside. She's a little bit worried about him. There's a guy sat like three seats behind her just mocking the shit out. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Very similar to when the Miz's dad got interviewed years ago and he was so dry and like didn't want to be there. There was like all these people around him going, yeah, we're on camera. And he's like, I'm here to see my son wrestle. <laughs> he's like so boring. And they said it come out that that was the Miz's actual dad. <laughs> he's like, come on, your son's so charismatic. <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> Up next, tag team payoff. It's Jamie's got a gun versus the Bashams. Shaniqua stops to clothesline both Tori and Nidia. But the Basham switch off and one of them pins Noble at around uh, four minutes or so. Really confusing finish with bad camera work. Uh, and up next, the real Brock Lesnar versus Zach Gowan. We're about to witness a murder. It's basically a murder. Y'all want to see a dead body? Yeah. <laughs> Any particular favourite spots from the match? Yes, actually. Hit me. F5 into the big post. It's beautiful. Brutal. Brutal. Every time he does it, it's just... Yeah. I quite liked where he offered him, um, uh, like, he kind of broke, he sent Gowan outside and offered him a chair to, to recover on. So he's gone up, poof, straight by down again. Basically, Zach Gowan got his arse handed to him in around two minutes. Your son being manhandled by, by Brock Lesnar. All this, that Galena oh, Gowan's endured over the years. Oh, wow, and Brock Lesnar not going to give up there. You've seen this happen to Sunday last week. Those two power bombs. Zach Gowan nearly driven through the ring. Brock Lesnar is just so much more powerful than Zach Gowan. What is Kurt Angle thinking watching this goal? Kurt's gonna get in the ring, put his championship on the line against Brock at SummerSlam this Sunday. What, what does anybody think? Brock Lesnar just tossing Zach Gowan out of the ring. Kid's got nothing left, Cole. Zach Gowan beaten down. There's Brock going now. The fans not liking the treatment Lesnar's given Gowan here. And you can't blame him. And now Lesnar with a steel chair. Did I have a word with this 295-pound man need a steel chair against this kid? Because Brock's trying to make a point, Cole. And it's a bad point. Spanky. Put the damn chair down. Spanky went for this last week. Brock, don't do it, Brock. Don't do it. Oh, my God. Brock Lesnar just laid out Zach Gowan with that steel chair. And for what? For what? For what the hell did that prove? What got into Brock Lesnar, man? 
Miley with This man, Brock Lesnar, has absolutely no conscience. And Zach Gowan's been busted open and out. Brock Lesnar with the head bunch to the, the bloody head of Zach Gowan. Gowan is nearly lifeless. Just like last week, Spanky got split open. Lesnar head into the open wound. Deja vu. Oh, no, my God. Zach, no, put it down. No, Brock, no. What is the point? Brock though gets unjustly DQ'd, um, so Zach, so in two weeks, Zach Gowan gets a win over Brock Lesnar. It's his first singles win. It is his first singles win, but Brock Lesnar's lost twice in two weeks. And he's the number one contender for world title. He's number one contender for world title, and not only has he lost, he's lost to Gowan. <laughs> and Spanky. And Spanky. Wow. Um, uh, and then at the end, Lesnar, um, he teaches a lesson in sportsmanship by F5ing him off the post a couple of times. Uh, which again, like you said, Mike, were brilliant spots. And um, they, uh, <laughs> you kind of heard Gowan yell something about Brock's. Uh, I don't know where it was from. Like from his stretcher, he yelled something to Brock. But I don't know if he yelled something about leaving leaving my mother alone or something. I couldn't quite pick up what it was. And um, so Brock knocks him off it. So Brock's, like, I'm not having it. Fuck off. I'll beat you up again. The uh, blood, the oh my fucking god. Rick Flair was having an orgasm. <laughs> Everywhere, mate. I'm telling you. But is this now going to be the end of Zach? But yeah, he's still going to go downstairs, isn't he? Oh, of course. <laughs> Brock's not... <laughs> he's going to get these hairs. <laughs> yeah, I'm not finished with you. <laughs> Michael Cole talks about how he's usually supposed to be the objective, but then I'm it goes biased. on as usual. Yeah. Heel of the week is a bad person rant for actually trying to win the match. You, you say you're biased, but what happens in 2011, Cole? What mm-hmm. do you do in 2011? Mm-hmm. When you have your erection for the biz? Up next... A train, a, a rapper, a, ba- a boxer, a biker, and, and a, a biker. <laughs> and a gay guy. Uh, take goes to the last ride, which train breaks up um, with Cena's chain. Cena falls on top of him off the pin at around four minutes. This was all setting up te- Taker versus Train, but it yeah. shouldn't. It should be Cena versus Taker too. It shouldn't be Train. Train and Jordan should be on the pre-show. Uh, if you want to keep them involved in their respect and big dogs and yards and all that. But fucking train. I hate a train. Elsewhere, Sable puts the moves on train and talks. She just wants to feel what real booze felt like. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh God. Could you imagine? Ugh. I just the thought of A train getting on with any diva is just ugh. Ugh. She'd be like, 
all this body roll knot and everything. <laughs> Eddie Guerrero and Rhino versus Tajiri and Chris Benoit. Didn't we have this like two weeks ago? That Lou Rider. The crazy hydraulics. I think he's, he's uh, making up for the first week with no hydraulics. This one had crazy hydraulics. Um, the goal gets the win uh, on Tajiri for around five minutes. Good action while it lasted. Uh, Eddie laid out Benoit with the belt afterwards, and then Rhino, you know, just in case. But then Tajiri goes without saying it's like so. Eddie, we're putting out Eddie over as a strong man coming into SummerSlam, fatal four way. I can see Eddie losing. You'd think. I can see Eddie losing. I can, Eddie, I can see Benoit. You, leave, you go on the, on the go home show if you're dominant, you've lost the pay per view. Yeah. 100%. Like, how it works. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Up next, main event time. The final main event of the Saunter 2 SummerSlam. The false count anywhere street fight. So yeah, it all means the same hardcore. shit. Did you see? I posted it on yeah. the page that WWE have made, sent an email out sending the definitions of street fight, no DQ. Fuck off. That is like basically just using words to make you think differently. That's all it was. If you look at the wording used in all them four different match types, it's the same wording, just words used differently. It's bollocks. Absolute bollocks. So main event. It's like calling it. Say it again. It's just like saying that a meat cleaver is a knife. Yeah, exactly. A sword is <laughs> exactly. a blade. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Big Show is our main event. Show walks himself up the steps to take the angle away from Angle. And finally pushes off, but Angle bulldogs him onto the stairs and grabs another chair. Leg drops him onto Show, who is laying prone on the table. It, kind of like an Arabian face bus pass. I mean. Very much. And it got a two count. You only get a two. See, if they done the American face The American face buster, that's it. But seriously, what world are we in where on a TV show, on a TV show, a leg drop through a guy, through a table, doesn't get you to win? What's the world coming to, seriously? Back in the ring, show tries over chokeslam, I guess angle slam through another table, and that's enough to finish in nine and a half minutes. It's quite fun. Because Kurt's using his power now. It's the power move. It's the power move. But I've got to go over my finish. Smackdown finishes as the real Brock Lesnar comes out for the stare down to end the show. Um... For me, that was kind of supposed to be like the hardest of hard sells for SummerSlam, but it didn't really do a convincing job. No, that was more like the third or second. This week. has had more build-up than Raw has, because Raw's build-up has been focused on main event. And RVD Kane. And RVD Kane, even though RVD's not been involved in it. It's a weird one. It really is. I'm hoping once again that Angle and Brock save the show, but hey, we've got Shane versus Bischoff. That's money. That is money. So, shall we run down then, Mike? The card... For the biggest party of the summer, our next episode, episode 30, which will be SummerSlam 2003. On, I believe, Sunday night pre-show, Rey Mysterio versus Shannon Moore for the Cruiserweight title. Defenders of the Cruiserweight title. <laughs> On the pre-show, though. La Resistance, uh, going up against the Dudleys for the tag titles. As it should be. Undertaker versus The Train. Mm. McMahon versus Bischoff. Guerrero, Benoit, Rhino, Tajiri, Fatal 4-Way for the US belt. Should be a good match. Angle against Lesnar, singles match for the WWE title. Should be a great match. Kane against Rob Van Damme in a no-old-barred match. Mm. <laughs> and an Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Triple H, Goldberg, Jericho, Nash, Orton and HBK. Well, I don't think it's going to be Jericho. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to be Nash. I don't think Nash will win. It's either going to be Triple H or Goldberg, we know yeah. this. Or the biggest swerve in Orton turns on. Orton, RKO's Triple H, out of nowhere. New champion, Randall Keith Orton. All over that. But overall, sum up episode 29 overall, Michael. We've done four of each. 
fun. I think this was a lot more fun. Um, yeah. Episodes. I think it weren't, there weren't that many as the previous. But again, though, I must add, and I've got to add, and I've got to keep saying, this is supposed to be a build to SummerSlam. Yeah. This is the third biggest show. This is gone. like the build to Judgment Day. But we'll leave it there. And Michael, let them know where they can find us on the internet. Well, on all forms of social media, be it Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at RAO Podcast. Exactly. And until next time, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until SummerSlam, we've been the RAO Podcast. Peace out, people. Ruthless aggression. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood, too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, and much success. Stress up, I want it all.